veteran, 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 famous, famous, veteran, veteran, famous, famous, the veteran famous podcast. Hello and welcome to show seven of the Veteran Gamers podcast. And uh, with me tonight, I have Chinny. Hello. And we also have the Duke. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. I assume that's uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yay, you got a movie thing right. Woo! Doing well. I'm doing well. Is that two yeah. weeks on the trot? I, I know. know. It might even be three. It could be even three weeks on the Well, let's trot. not get ahead of ourselves. I know. I know I'm getting excited. It's better than winning the quiz. Yes. What can I say? What can I say? Um, well, I thought tonight we'd mix things up a bit, so we're going to start with an email. We're going to start with Ooh, an email. Whoa. Crazy. I know. I know. So I forwarded a particular email that we received this week over to yep. uh, Mr. Mike Chin. There you go. All right, okay. Uh, read it, is... read it, read yep. it. I'm reading, I'm reading. Uh, this is an email from uh, Rich, or the, otherwise known as Skaldagra, and he says, dropping a quick line to congratulate you guys on a fine episode this week. It kept me entertained whilst I painted the living room ceiling on Saturday. I'd like to send out uh, red specs to Chinny for re- referencing Moon, great indie film directed yeah. by uh, David Bo's son. Also, big fat gangster red specs uh, to Duke for continuing oh, yeah. to use the VG podcast as a vehicle for his own showbiz aspirations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to Hire you me. guys uh, uh, going live on webcam. What, what, is this happening? <laughs> When's the, I don't know. Oh, yeah, you can't wait to see us. Have you got something to tell me, Stuart? Are we going live? I haven't, I haven't, but no, 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 but read on, read on, and you'll understand. It's a good job we're not live now. I know. Uh, Right, Uh, where am I? Yeah, so I can see the big D scath draped in bikini-clad honeys in his fully blinged glory. Uh, A great guest appearance from Hunter. That's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Great guest uh, guest appearance from Hunter. Uh, You should rope more... You should rope more in for this. Uh, is it related to Jack D? Um, yeah, he's, you know, he's, he had a very... Uh, do you know who Jack D is, Stu? No, I have no yeah. idea who Jack D is. <laughs> no, is he related right, to you should look... No. Um, he's a comedian. He's, he's very, like, dry and miserable. Unha- most unha- of the I was going to say unhappy most of the time, yes. Yeah, he's That's very, very unhappy. <laughs> That's his bit. Uh, yeah. All right, got a question for you guys as well. Uh, we, s- we sort the artwork for the sleeves that carry the official Xbox magazine. And next month and and next month's cover has an article for a game called Vanquish. The tagline for the article is Resident Evil meets Gears attempting prospect. Uh, there's barely any info on the web. Can you guys sh- shed any light? Rich, aka Skulldogra, sent from my iPhone. <laughs> um, yeah, so Vanquish. Yeah, so what do you know, Ginny? Anything? It's uh, made by the same people who were Platinum Games, isn't it? Platinum Bayonetta, Games, yep, yep, yep. Bayonetta, uh, Mad World, Mad those World. people. Yeah. That's crazy, folks. Any, anything else? Anything? <laughs> that there's some kind of CGI trailer, live action CGI trailer, yep. and the guy says uh, the main protagonist 
he's uh, some he works for some kind of weapons dealer or something, and he's trying out this weird armor, and he goes crazy and kills some Russians. Uh, or something like that. Something like that. Uh, well, as yeah. it happened, as it happened, all right. I have actually got some information for him because yeah. I did. I did do a bit of searching and scouring to see what I could find, you know, with my sniffer dog tendencies going. And and you know, as it goes, people who work on these games can't tend to hold the water very well, can they? You know, because no, they can't. no. And there's a man known as Paul Wendling, Paul Wendling, who actually worked on this EGI real-time trailer the new game, Vanquish. And he spilled some information. Do you want to hear what he spilled? <gasps> Do tell! Okay. He said, okay, all you folks, here is the scoop. So obviously he definitely can't hold his water because he started with here is the scoop. <laughs> and I think that I can help correct those inaccurate guesses. Definitely it's going through Sega. Well, we sort of knew that, didn't we? Anyway, the video you see is a teaser trailer. That is all you are going to get until the powers that be release more he he. There you go. As you can see by my avatar, that's me, Paul Wendling. I am also listed in the credits as the costume designer. So he's a bit of a, a geek who, who makes white costumes. So there, you go. so there you go. What you perhaps didn't know is that for me, it's basically an Iron Man situation come to real life. I designed the action suit. I personally built that suit. I then acted in that suit. I did all my own stunts in that suit. Three days of filming. The undergarment is actually, according to the script, an augmented neuro-controlled artificial musculature similar to the robots in iRobot. So I don't know whether that's in the game or he just sort of made that up. Uh, then the protective overarm is placed to help protect the main heart of where the strength comes from, namely the muscle undersuit. The main character, Sam, is a secret DARPA lab weapons designer. And when he hears about the destruction, takes it on himself to go out and use his development and kick some Russian tech and the grunt butts. So there you go. And then he said, I can't reveal more until I'm permitted, but if you have any questions about the suit construction or filming, I'd be happy to oblige. So there you go. So apparently that's what it's going to be. But that's all I could find, I must admit. It was, it was a bit, bit thin on the ground, it has to be said. There isn't much about this game so far. Well, they've just finished playing it, so they're probably uh, not ready, you know? No. E- E3, E3, E3. So there you go. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Rick, but that is all I could find. It really was. I did have a, a good scour, but there, there isn't much out there. But he says, the only other thing he did say is, uh, he said, you guys will go over the new moves in the game as he'll be able to do all these cool things. Uh, and there's bulges in the suit that he says will hide secret stuff. And he said, just think Metroid. Hint, hint. So they... <laughs> so, That's pretty mysterious. Yeah, yeah. He's he's trying to be one of these, like, look, I'm going to give something away, but not really give you too much. Mm. There you go. So that's about it, I'm afraid. So that's it. No more on Vanquish, I'm afraid. That's sort of it. So there you go. Ah. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask uh, Duke a question right now. Ask um, Right, so following from our conversation last week, Yes. Um, if you remember, it was about stories, and I used Assassin's Creed 2 as, as an example of I don't know where, what's going to happen next. I've noticed, Duke, that you've been playing this game. I have. So, do you agree or do you not agree that you don't, you don't quite know where the story's going to take you? You don't yeah, know no, what I the next mission is. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, you know, I mean, it's clear that you're going to kill some people. And <laughs> yeah. I think it's clear that I mean you you reach a certain point where it's clear you have to unlock a certain thing 
wink, wink, I won't give any spoilers, and that's clearly going to result in something. But, yeah, I think they've done a good job in sort of keeping the cards of the game kind of close to their chest. And, I mean, you know, you've un- I've unlocked a couple of areas, but it's not clear exactly where it will all lead. And I think, it, yeah, I agree. It's done a good job in uh, in, in keeping it fresh in mm. terms of the storytelling. There you go. That's all I wanted. We just wanted to con- con- continue that uh, conversation we had last week. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I thought, because I saw you playing, I thought, I'll ask him what he thinks. Yeah. Uh, it's all good. Yeah. Carry on, Stu. So there you go. Yeah. So so what, what have you been playing anything else? I mean, I mean, how are you actually finding it? Do you agree with Murphy and Big Bad Daddy, or do you agree with myself and and Ginny on the on the game? Oh, you're asking me how I feel about it. Yeah. I really like it. I'm having a lot of fun because finished up Dragon Age finally. And first of all, I have to complain because there's this stupid thing where it checks for the DLC to make sure you didn't steal it. And they do that by contacting the EA servers, but if the servers are for some reason inaccessible, you can't play the game at all. And it's so annoying because I was sitting there, I actually stayed home sick from school one day. I was like, eh, feeling miserable. I was like, all right, I'm going to finish this stupid game even though I'm sick and whatever. And, and, and then it goes, can't access the server. So for like two hours, I was unable to play it. And of course, you know, when you're unable to play something, that's the only thing you want to do. And it's just like, bah! So it was all very frustrating. But I finally finished it, and God, dag nabbit, that battle went on forever. You go up the courtyard, and you go out into the tower, and then you go fight this dude, and then there's 16 ogres, and then there's a guy who teleports around the room, and then there's this other thing, and then there's more ogres, and then there's a dragon, and the dragon flies away, and you can't hit it, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And it's just like, come on, people, give me one final battle, would you? Anyway. Uh, I finished that, and I went over to the you know my my handy local neighborhood used game shop, and suddenly I'm like, you know what? I I was thinking Mass Effect Two, and they actually had four copies of it used, which I thought was weird, but I needed a break from Bioware. I was like, you know what? I want to do something else for a little bit, and I looked. I actually held Mag in my hand, and I'm like, maybe I should give it a shot. And you I slapped what? myself a little. And was like, that would have no, been no, thinking. It would have been interesting to find out what you thought about that, to be honest, because yeah. obviously I'm not really that I've interested. Been yeah. I've been tempted with my ego. I have been tempted with that. I mean, I'll probably check it out it. when it's cheaper. Right now it's 45 bucks, and I'm like, eh, I'm not that eager to play it, so I'll try it later, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, so I was like, hey, dude, Assassin's Creed, I hear good things about this. So I, uh, I got it, I checked it out, and I really like it. It's, uh, you know, it's GTA in Florence so far. And I understand it'll go to Venice and other places soon. So, yeah, I'm having fun with it. It's uh, it's well constructed, and it. You know, one thing that really annoys me, I'll tell you this, is okay. So when you first start the game, there's a certain point at which you don't have any icons on the map, and then you get to a point where it unlocks a lot of different things. But one of the, you know, it unlocks things that you can't access. Blacksmith. I don't have armor, so why is the blacksmith available? I wish they would. And and the courtesans, like out in the, you know, in the streets. I couldn't hire them. I didn't know anything about them. I hadn't been through that training mission yet, you know, to, to how to use the courtesans to your advantage. And so I, I got frustrated because I don't like having something available to me, sort of, when it's not actually available to me. You know what I mean? I wish they would reveal it only when you go to that training mission. Uh, the start of the game really doesn't doesn't do a great job of introducing you to the yeah. to the, the whole world. But I, I think once you get used to it, like, 
I was like that, you know, started off and I didn't know why, what was what, and then yeah. when it clicks with you, and then you go, yes, I, you know, I know this world, I know what to do now, so, and then, then yeah. that's when it really gets cool. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you were talking about uh, Modern Warfare 2 throwing points at you for doing anything. The start of this game is like that too. You sit down in the chair, it's like 20 points achievement. I was like, what? I had a fight with two cops. It's like 20 points achievement. I was like, wow, this is insane. And the only thing I'd say that really frustrates me, uh, frustrates me is the stupid seeking finds because you got the uh, little glyphs on the walls at certain points and you can use yeah. that to unlock codes to get some video of naked people running around and right. uh, and 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 there's these works of art and you have to I mean some of them are cool because you're like rotating them and all this stuff and it's kind of puzzly that's cool but some of them are like you you dragging this little box around the picture and you you know it's you're sort of looking for an apple I guess but it's really hard to tell what you're supposed to be doing and it's just like ah I end up just click 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 and that's just stupid I was gonna say can I ask you did you, did you play the original Assassin's Creed a little bit yeah I played it about a third of it probably and I was like yeah, I'm sick of riding this horse all over the place <laughs> yeah you didn't you sounded then when you were talking like you hadn't played the first one because you know a few of those things are, are similar in the first one but yeah it's yeah. definitely a lot better um anything else you've been up to anything else uh the stuff that you told me to play the demos and stuff I also played the demo for chime that really sucked man and it's such a shame, too, because there's good music in it. I mean, they got one of the dudes from Orbital and some other musician. I was like, yeah, I'm way into this. And isn't it some music, some game for charity, too? Yeah. 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 I was, I, Why does it have to be such a bad game, then? Yeah, I said that. I was expecting a lot more, I have to say. Yeah, I was a bit, yeah, you know, a bit disappointed yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Never mind. So that's Never it. Mind. That and, uh, yeah, so Assassin's Creed 2 and a little bit of Modern Warfare 2, but mostly Assassin's Creed. We'll, we'll come to the demos and stuff when we're talking about yeah. collectively. Yeah. So so what have you been up to, Chini? Anything exciting? Uh, Assassin's Creed 2. Oh, that's a more Assassin's Creed 2. So you're still heavily into that, are you? Playing that, yeah. Playing that game. Where are you up to Pretty. now? Are you in Venice, I assume? Yeah, I'm in Venice. I've done the Carnival thing, whatever. Um, and I'm on sequence 10, and there's like 10, 11, and 14. Uh, I was going to get the uh, the DLC where it's sequence 12 and 13. Um, and you also get the... If you bought the Black Edition of Assassin's Creed, uh, you uh, you kind of get like extra tombs underground. Cool. But there's no, there's, there's, I mean, they're quite expensive, and there's no achievements, and it doesn't add anything to the story overall. You know, you don't really miss out on anything. Like I've been reading up on the reviews and stuff, and it just doesn't seem that worth it. Like I was really up for it, and then I've just kind of read all these little reviews, and a lot of them are just down on the DLC. Uh, I know, I don't know, I'm not sure. I, I still don't have the desire to go out and get them. Can I can I just ask, have you done the aerial stuff yet? Have you done the flying thing? Yep, done that. Did done you, that. did you manage to kick somebody off the top of a building and get an achievement yep. for that? Did done you? Because apparently yep, that done. is really tough to do. No, that's yeah. not that's not. Have yeah. you played Assassin's Creed? You played it, right? Yeah, I never did it. I never. You did never did it. it. Like, you come across like some guys and then you just press left trigger and then, boom, done. No, I was too busy. <laughs> that... I was too busy aiming for the next fire. That's what I was doing. Nah, <laughs> uh, you just hold the left trigger and he just kind of like homes in on him, and uh, he just kind of kicks him off. It's it's not too difficult, not yeah. too difficult. Yep, yep. I'm I'm thinking about like just taking a break off the main 
story and getting all the feathers and the co the glyphs things and on all that stuff because uh, uh, like it, it kind of um, gives you more money and then you get more money and then you can buy more weapons and stuff and then I can get all that out of the way and uh, then I'll be able to like just be awesome by the end of the game and I don't want to do it do finish the game and then go get all that money and then buy all those awesome weapons and then like I'm like what's the point there's no point there uh, so I want to do all that first Oh, great yeah. stuff. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've I've been playing Bioshock 2, which I said I would. Which I said I would yes, watch. you did. I did. You're keeping your word. I'm keeping my word, and I, I've I've played a fair amount. I'm about sort of probably six or seven hours into it, so I've played quite a lot of it, you know, so I haven't just played a bit. I've, I've, I've given it some serious time. Um, it's a bit like a comfy pair of slippers, I think, is the best way to describe it. <laughs> No, true, it is, it's true. It's sort of, it feels very sort of familiar, which obviously it would. Um, I do have a few issues with it as well, I have to say. I do have Mm. a few issues with it. Not too many, but, I mean, for one, for the first one, right, okay, I'm playing on on medium settings, okay. Yeah. And you're you're a big daddy in a big metal suit, you know, so obviously you should be quite hard, shouldn't you, really? Yeah. But... I'm not kidding you. In the first few levels, you you get killed so quickly with the splices when they shoot you. It's just ridiculous. So I don't yeah. get that. I mean, like if you're a big daddy, you should be getting killed by a little stupid pussy sli- slice of people. <laughs> you know, you're, you're badass. I know. You know? Well, maybe it's just Stu. <laughs> no, do you yeah. know what? Do you know what I feel? I think they they wanted to do the big daddy thing for the story, so the story would be different. But, <laughs> but and and a total wuss. Yeah, but what's quite? I mean, there are some cool stuff as well when you jump. The, the the controller really vibrates, so you do feel heavy. You know, you do when feel. Does the big daddy jump? Oh no, he can jump. He can I jump as well. Jumping. And he does a quite a floaty jump as well. It has to be said. Oh, <laughs> that definitely cool. doesn't sound like a big daddy. Yeah, but he, but when it lands, it sort of lands with a good, and the sort of dust comes up, and yeah, it feels heavy. So I quite like that about it. I mean, as far as the story goes, it's okay. You know, it's nothing groundbreaking. Um, so you disagree with Hunter that it's better than the first? So no, it's, it's definitely not better than the first one, and I'm 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 only two levels off the end. Uh, wow. But there's there's a lot of issues because you're so familiar with the first one. You know they've tried to put some of those same mechanics in the second one, like the save or or harvest the little sisters. But you know that you, if you save them, you're gonna get the reward you need anyway, so you don't need to harvest them. So that sort of moral decision's now gone. Because obviously you've played the first one, it's the same mechanism, so it doesn't make any odds. Um, you know, as far as you know, you've got Sophia Lamb, which who's running Rapture now on one side, and then this guy called Sinclair on the other one, who's right. who's some sort of you're not really sure who he is, but he's he's helping, but he has a great voice. I have to say, the one thing I do like is is his voice acting is brilliant. He he sounds like yeah Hannibal uh, Lecter, Buffalo Bill. No, he's Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, he, he sounds like Anthony. Yeah, I've got to say, yeah, the voice acting is really good. He sounds like uh, Anthony Hopkins playing Hannibal Lecter. He's got that real drawl, you know, real cool drawl going on. Um, but you know, I don't know. I'm just not. It's good, you know, and and I can't say it's a bad game because it isn't. You know, it isn't. But a you bad can game. say. Uh, well, no, I I wouldn't even say that. But it's just too much like the first one. That's it, the trouble I have with it. Well, that's what we often said it was going to be. Yeah, it's just it's it's pretty much what I expected, you know. 
but I'm enjoying it. I mean, the the actual the the game mechanics still work really really well. The first person shooting is really good. Um, you know, they've increased a few of the 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 plasmids you can use, so they've upped those a little bit. You know, so mm-hmm. there's some different stuff to do. I like yeah. the you get a rivet gun and you can do trap rivets. They're quite cool when you fight it. I mean, the first big daddy I fought, I didn't even die. I killed him the first go. The well, first... better. I mean, you're equally yeah. matched. No, but you're not. <laughs> you're not though. You're not though. You, Weak. You, you still get killed quite as quickly. Because you're the wuss, big daddy. You're the weakling daddy. But but obviously in the first game you learned how to fight. But what a what a I sort of do like is a new they've they've put these brute um, splices in, which are like a mini tank out of of uh, Left 4 Dead 2. That's literally what they're like. And they, and they, so funnily enough, they do pick up rocks and throw them at you. I bet you can't believe that. <laughs> but the animation, honestly, the animation is so like the you know like the tank out of Left 4 yeah. Dead. It's unbelievable. Right. But they're not quite as big as that. But they 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 pretty much operate in exactly the same way. So they'll mm-hmm. charge you. So they'll charge you and then bang you and they'll pick up rocks and throw them at you and stuff. Even if there aren't any about to pick up, they'll still find yeah. one. Um, but you know, and and they can be a real pain in the arse as well. You know, as well as that, you know, when you and the you know the bit when we were talking about on the demo uh, on the demo footage we saw where you had to put the little sister down to collect the Adam and and defend her. Oh yeah, I remember some that. Uh, some of those are a real pain in the arse. They sort some of them they'll put the body right in the open with about four or five possible ways to get to it. And they, yeah. they're literally they're coming from every angle at you while you're trying to defend against them, and you just use so much ammo. You you would hate it. You you, you just you just feel <laughs> like you just feel. Even I'm feeling like all the time I've no ammo, you know. And you, you end up just left whacking stuff because you've run out of everything. Um. So yeah, uh, the big sisters. You want to know about a bit about them? They're fast. They are fast, and and it's quite cool. I must admit, I do like when the big sisters arrive on the scene. They can be. Uh, a real pain, and they are really... They're, like, double as hard to kill as a big daddy, really, I would say. They're, they're proper hard to kill, and they so have... What, sorry, go try and ex- Does it try and explain what, where the hell they come from? Not at the moment, but I assume maybe that'll get, sort of, just don't find out towards the end. <laughs> not at the moment, but that's not to say that won't... I think that's going to be part of the plot what the big sisters are but they can come at any time so there's no rhyme or reason to them they just appear on the scene i mean i was in the midst of doing um i just harvested two bodies with a little sister and i was going to take her back to the pipe and i just got the camera you know the camera where you do research in the first game and you had yeah and you had to kill a brute while you were filming it at the same time right that was the 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 little mini mission i had to do so i'll go so i'll go to the pipe to put the little sister back in. Well, as I put her down to go back in, a big sister arrived on the scene, and then I spent the next 20 minutes dealing with her. Oh, jeez. And I'd also run out all, of all my ammo and everything that I had. So then I had to oh, go geez. around trying to get some more cash to go and buy some more stuff before, before I could even attempt attacking the brute and filming it at the same time. And that became an absolute nightmare because I had no stuff left. Oh, jeez. No, yeah, no heave. I had no no health. I had no weapon, ammo, or anything. But it's over- right before you went in. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, well, it does that anyway. It does that yeah. anyway. But you know, I mean, it's not it's not terrible. You know, it's yeah. just it's just a good game, but it's nothing different. And that's that's I suppose is the way I feel. Nothing special. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
I don't know what to think. I'm, I feel like the, you know all these people who are just like you know, hyperventilate, dude. <laughs> I don't feel like I can't say he's not good because it is good, you know, and it feels good to play. And the it just should never have been made. Yeah, he should never have been made because he should have just <laughs> left it where it was. Should have yeah. left it where it was. And and the other weird thing is, is there's Tenenbaum, Sinclair, who's sort of you don't know whether he's on your side or not. And Sophia Lamb, who's obviously the, the definite bad person. But then within it, there's also, you know, other people with, you know, jumping in, talking to you as you're going through it as well. So it gets a bit sort of confusing because you'd suddenly be talking to someone new who'll suddenly start. And I think what made the first game so great, it was literally those three voices and that was it, wasn't it? You never heard anybody else. So you really felt isolated. You know, that it was just you that was the only sane person apart from these other three people in the whole place whereas yeah. with this it sort of keeps chucking in all these other you know it's put some other normal people within it you know as well which yeah. I sort of I preferred the isolation of the first one I don't know yeah. anyway I have been playing something else as well I have been playing something else only quickly yeah. uh, but I've been playing uh, Plants vs Zombies on the iPhone mm-hmm. uh, do you, have you heard of this game do you know what it is yeah, it's the one where the plants game, are fighting yeah. the zombies <laughs> well, it is pretty much where the plants are fighting the zombies, but it's... the terror defense game, right? Yeah, it's by PopCap. You know, obviously yeah. did did uh, Peggle. Peggle! And I've got it. It came out a while ago. It came about a year ago. Yeah, it's been the on PC. the PC for a while, hasn't it? But it's really, really good. It's really, really good fun. And there's Crazy Dave who lives next door and keeps giving you tips on what to do. <laughs> and is he talking... Crazy today. Yeah, it's just brilliant. And he'll just oh, that's up... in the game, you mean? Yeah, that's you don't in have the a game. guy named Crazy Dave. <laughs> no. uh, you should press uh, the spare. Um, he'll just pop on and his eyes are popping out while he's talking to you. It's quite good. And he'll, he'll give you... He, he's like the tutorial. So he'll come I on... Think, and... uh, I think that'll come to Xbox Live soon and stuff like that. It's bound to. I it'll hope it does. It'll do the same thing as Peggle, you know. You came to the PC and then the iPhone and the, the XBLA and all that jazz. It works It works really well with the touch controls, though. You know, it's really easy to put your plants where you want them. And, and it's good. I really, I'm really enjoying it so far. I've just gone, gone into night time, so I've just finished daytime and I'm into night time now. So there you go. Right, Spoilers. So we, yeah. Spoilers. I know. I know. You're gonna take and then I think, uh. I think that's followed by Fog. I mean, then there's different oh, conditions. You're so. spoiling it. Yeah, I'll I talk know. about it now. You're it. I know. I was going to get it right now, and now I'm like, forget it. Okay. Um, yeah, let's talk about something we've all <laughs> Let's talk about something we've all played, because there's been a, a couple of demos out this week, and also a, a quite good arcade game. Well, I thought it was good. I don't know what you two guys thought. So shall we Spoiler. start? Yeah, shall we? <laughs> shall we? I just like to say, <laughs> uh, shall, um, yeah, shall we start with uh, the adventures of PB Winterbottom then, and and see what you guys thought of that then? Yes. So, Duke, <laughs> what did you think? Um, I thought it was good. I mean, it looks really good, and it's it's nice use of black and white with a little bit of color here and there. Uh, the fact that most of the game is black and white really makes it stand out when there is some color. And I like the fact that it's sort of dreamlike, so the scenery changes around as you're playing. So at one minute you may be, especially the early levels, uh, there's clouds underneath you, and you go jumping off toward the pot. The whole game is this guy's trying to catch pies. And uh, you go jumping off toward the pie, and there's clouds underneath, and you're like, what the heck? And then suddenly the scenery changes, and now there's a building under you, so you land on the building. Um, so that's nice. There's a, an interesting duplication effect where you sort of film yourself doing something or just standing still, and then 
you can climb and interact with that replicated version of yourself. So it adds a sort of interesting dynamic to the game. The I played it. I enjoyed the first few levels that I played, and then I got to a part where there's seven pies in this arc across this ditch, and uh-huh. you have to create two replicas of yourself, and you have to get them in a certain order. And they only appear for like a second or two seconds each, and it just became such a pain, and I had to try to figure out, okay, because you can only make two replicants of yourself, and, and it just became this annoying process that just required so much, I don't know, thinking ahead and planning out stuff. I was just like, you know what, screw this. I like my puzzle games to be quick moving and not require a whole lot of thinking before I start doing the action, you know what I mean? I like to be able to sort of do it, fail, do it, fail, do it, fail, and then eventually get it based on, you know, reflexes or a little bit of thinking here and there, but not planning the whole thing out. God, it's a good job he didn't go any further because he gets even more complicated than that further on, I have well, to say. Well, there you go. But yeah, what did you think, Chini? Yeah, I, I loved it. I remember seeing this uh, uh, two years ago. Uh, um, uh, the, it was one of the videos... Uh, and there was in that, that I was there was at A3 and there was in an indie corner. There was like in a tiny little corner, and I think it was One Up or maybe IGN that picked up on it and says, "Oh, this game is really cool. It's an indie game. They they haven't got a lot of money." And yeah, and I've been waiting for it to come out ever since. And I just think it's really cool. You know, he's all he wants is pies. Spoilers. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, and you know he's just obsessed with pies, and I like the way he runs, and I like the music, and I like the yeah. style. And oh, I said it looked a lot like a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, it does, and uh, I, you know, it's it's cool when you record yourself. I'm, I disagree with Duke with the the whole troll and everything. I mean, like with the, that seven pie thing. Got that? That's all it was for me. I just I just kept on doing it until I did it. Um, and the ones further on as well, I just like put little little. Um, Winter bottoms everywhere until I kind of figured it all out. So I, I, yeah, I thought it was really cool. I thought, is it eight hundred points? Yeah, it's only eight hundred points. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only eight hundred points. It's not. It's not bad. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to buy it. I mean, the seems like seems like a lot of levels. Uh, I've just bought Chime, so I, oh. I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I might buy it. I might buy it. I, I'm, I'm still on the fence about it. Yeah, I've got I've got to agree with you, Chini, actually, I have to say. I didn't find it that difficult at all. And I think what was really cool is how quickly you could delete them and, and put a new one there if you didn't quite have it in the right position. I thought it, it worked really well, you know, and I didn't have really any issues at all with it. So if you want to call me stupid, you just call me stupid. You're just stupid. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but no, so I, it's, I really I mean, like it. It's easy to compare it to Braid, but Braid is very artsy-fartsy. Whereas this is is it's got a lot more charm and it's it's just funny and I, I like I prefer that that kind of game to a like oh look at me look at what I'm doing you know kind of game. Flower. Yeah, no, I I think definitely Descent uh, Dis- uh, off the O3 fives and uh, Wigan Tim will definitely be picking this game up for sure. You know, because those guys from Wigan really like the pies, don't they? You know, so uh, they do. Yeah, yeah, they'll be scoffing those pies. Duke's absolutely no idea what we're going on about now. No, they, <laughs> they love pies in Wigan. They love pies in Wigan. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever seen a a, a, a Wigan wedding cake? Wigan no. wedding cake. That's uh, three pies stacked on top of each other. There you go. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Wigan kebab. Three pies on a stick. No. All right. I, I get a sense <laughs> that these are jokes that are variations on a theme that I don't get. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we should move on. Um, yeah, and uh, the other demo I asked you two guys to play, and I don't know whether you managed to get to play it, was Yakuza 3 came out on the PS. Yakuza! 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 
You know, there's a I went back when uh what was it, one up people had a podcast that didn't suck. Uh there's one guy who just kept going on and on and on about the Yakuza game. Yes. Yeah, he did. and he said that then he never played it and like how brilliant right? it was going to be and like yeah. he, he he never he had a copy of 3 and he never got around to playing it. I think that was Garnet Lee and he never got around to playing it. He was like I'm really going to play it and he loved 1 and 2 and he said it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, dude. Well, Go on, dude. I, Go. Uh, Go. You know what? I get the sense that they're they were looking to make, and I don't know about one and two because I never played any of them. But the sense I got for this is that they were interested in making a GTA type game, but they wanted to maintain their own video game cultural identity in Japan as distinct from the U.S. So they incorporated basic mechanisms from fighting games, and the one that I'm thinking about is the Dynasty Warriors, that demo I played a couple weeks ago that sucked. <laughs> because the fighting mechanic in this game is really weak. And the fight's really gone forever. This is fist fight with this dude in a bar, and it goes on literally like 10 minutes. And it's, you know, you're picking up bar stools and fighting them with it. And he's got a sword, and you got a little <laughs> bar stool. And it's like, eh, eh. And I mean, you know, I ended up beating him, but still, it's just like, oh, God, it just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, it reminded me, you know, when you see one of these films where, like, you knock one weapon out of the hand, and then you just pull another different weapon out yeah, of the pocket. Right. It was like that, and then you sort of beat him on that weapon, and then he'd pull another weapon out. Yeah. And, and then they you and stuff. There's and these like, assassins oh. coming up on you, and they're they're chasing you down, and for some reason the police want to kill you too. And then, so you're dodging the police, but you don't have to actually dodge them, because when you run down the alleyway that has police in it, he just stops and goes, hmm, the police are down this alley. I should go another way. <laughs> So you're running around, and there's these crazy foreigners with, I assume they're Americans, with dark suits and sunglasses that are ready to fight you in an alley. And then the phone rings, and it's some, you know, 15-year-old girl who's like, you want to go sing some karaoke? And he's like, yeah, I guess so. That could be fun. And you're supposed to go meet her for karaoke in the middle of this assassination attempt or something. Yeah, that's I was just weird. like, what are you talking about? I was gonna... And <laughs> I was going to say, because that didn't happen there for me. That happened when I was just wandering along the street. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, he's on his way to go find out what the mafia Don at the top of this building is interested in, you know, having person killed or whatever. And then there's text cutscenes. Yeah, but the weird putting little text up there on the screen, and I love when they they have somebody you disgraced my father's honor, and the the response to that is dot dot dot. Yeah, that's not a line of dialogue. What is that dot dot dot? But it's the way the mouths move while the words are coming up, and it's just like right. weird. Yeah. <laughs> just and nobody's like, saying anything. Oh it's all God. text on the screen. Yeah, it's really weird. It's just a very weird game. It's weird, and it's floppy, and it's not very good. No, I was I was like, because I've heard a lot of people like, you know, Garnet Lee going on about Yakuza and how great this game is, and Yakuza's really fantastic, and they can't wait for three, and all this on the other. I mean, it's been out in Japan for over a year, hasn't it? It was sort of last Feb. Uh, it came out in Japan. Yeah. So Why didn't yeah. they warn us? But it, it oh, just... there's good news though, Duke. They're making a fourth. Oh my <laughs> oh god! My god. Uh... But it feels like it feels like to me that Japan is in some sort of time warp where they just want to stay with whatever they've done for the last twenty years and just carry on doing that. You know, I mean that's how I felt. I mean, I've, uh, graphically it doesn't look that bad, you know, but it just feels like everything else is in some sort of bygone age of gaming you know and it's just it felt like to me like double dragon in 3d 
that's what he felt like to me when I were playing it. You know, just two buttons for combat. Although there is other stuff you can do in the combat. You know, one of the coolest moves I pulled off, and I don't know whether you two, you can light up a cigarette in the midst of fighting. Did you do that? Obviously. No. no. You, you press up on the D-pad and he lights up a cigarette. And then if you get, I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I pulled it off. But then he goes to this little cutscene and he flicks the cigarette into an opponent's face and it burns him in the eye. And then he carries yeah. on. And it, it was quite cool. You know, there was some weird. And the first thing, I don't know whether you got this as well. When I first started fighting, I never got it again. I suddenly got these nunchucks from somewhere, and I don't even know where they came from, right? Mm-hmm. And I was fighting with the nunchucks. Then they disappeared, and then I got like a pole, and then I was fighting with the pole, and then they that disappeared, and I got something else, and it was just weird, right? And then when I sort of played it again, I didn't get any of those things, so I have no idea how I got any of those. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just Did you go to karaoke, by the way? I did. Did you do karaoke? No, I didn't end up going. Did you did you do it, Ginny? No, I I, I couldn't find it. No, I well I it. I did the karaoke and that in itself was even more strange. Mm. It was like uh it would be good practice for heavy rain, incidentally. Yeah, that's a that's a good way of looking at it. But basically you go into this you go to this like karaoke bar and then yeah. you call up that girl who called you and she appears in this sort of fur coat. You go up the steps into the little room, into the little room, and then you basically she sings, and you have to do tambourine taps and whoops and claps in time with her singing. Uh, and then she goes, then she this goes. This is supposed to be a yakuza game. They're yeah, well known for yeah. out karaoke bars and yeah. doing tambourine taps. And then she goes, "Do you want to have a sing?" So you get up to do a singing, and it was ridiculously hard. It was just like. No, 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 X, 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 triangle, 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 X, 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 triangle. And it was all this. And I was like, yeah, I failed miserably. <laughs> um, but the most disturbing part of the game, did you do the, did you get the bit with the uh, moments or revelations, I think they were called? Did you do uh, that? I, I had the yes. fight with the that was, guys. Yeah. That was, was serious. Oh, let me explain. Let me explain, explain that, Ginny. Right, so it says, hey, you can go into first-person mode and check out things on the street. So I clicked R3 and I went into first-person mode. And uh, I thought, oh, there must be something around here because it's just told me to do this. So I, I look around and there's, there's this kind of drunk man hassling this schoolgirl. And I'm like, well, that's, that's not on. Maybe that's a mission. Maybe I have to go over there and just tell him to fuck off. All right, so I, 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 I you know, press X on the thing. And it, this little cutscene appears where this drunk guy is hassling this schoolgirl. And she is a schoolgirl. She's actually just a schoolgirl, right? And he's pissed and he's like, ah, yeah, take me back to your place, you know, and all this. And, uh, but then he, said, it, then he says, you're for, you don't, don't lie to me, you're from the local cosplay bar or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you, so, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's touching Maybe. a nerve there. That's very... Uh, very sensitive subject. So, yeah, you know, he's saying, oh, you're not a schoolgirl, you're just dressed up in a costume. And then, like, she runs away and he grabs her from behind like, and cups her breasts. Oh, right? Yeah. And then at this point, she stops and she, like, clicks, right? And she goes mental and breaks his arm over her shoulder and flips him into some bins, right? And then, um, that's that. And then it goes, cuts back to you. Like she gets all, like she goes back into a schoolgirl girl way, and then runs off, right? And then you stuck <laughs> in the bin. And then it cuts back to you. And then you have three options, like, and then it says like, well, 
that was that was a cool move where she brought the arm, and then the other one's like, oh, that was totally a stunt man, that was fake, and then some other one, uh, and I was like, what are these three options? Am I gonna say this to the drunk guy? I don't know. So I picked the one where like that was a crazy move, and he texts it. He takes a picture of it. He, he texts it. All right, but when he texts it, it's like an action film. He's like, <laughs> right? It and then is. he obviously clicks the button to send, and he goes, <laughs> like like he, like he jumped off a cliff or something. <laughs> right? And I was like, what is he doing? And then you kind of unlock that move. Apparently, that's like how you. And you, what he's done, he's, he te- he sent because throughout the cutscene, when like this schoolgirl is getting fondled by some drunk man, you have to do these little quick time events. And what he's doing, he's taking pictures, not helping, not helping. He's just taking <laughs> pictures with his phone. Um, yeah. And what you do, you send a text message to um, like a, an online magazine, I think. I think this is what it is. You, you send it to a magazine, and then they print the story of like this schoolgirl kicking the shit out of this bloke. Uh, and then you unlock the move that was in the cutscene. Um, kind of, I, I like the, the idea of unlocking moves like that, but the the, yeah. the, the subject matter was so like distasteful and weird yeah. and just awkward. They could have done a better job with that. And, uh, See, and I, yeah. I think like it seems like there's a number of things in Japanese media, games and manga and anime and stuff where it's like here's this weird, disgusting, you know, like guy trying to perv on some schoolgirl and. It's obviously repugnant, and there's a hero nearby to save her, or she kicks his butt, or whatever. But in the meantime, the audience is still treated to this scene that they're supposedly all excited about. But it's, you know, like, oh, it's morally repugnant, but it's also exciting. You know, like when Bill O'Reilly puts on, like, Girls Gone Wild, it's like, isn't this disgusting? Let's watch it again, you know? And like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I right. don't know. It was just strange. Another thing about the game, right? Duke mentioned it. They, uh, the, the, in the in the game you have cutscenes and it's all in uh, Japanese or whatever they speak. All uh, right, and uh, <laughs> which is fine. Japanese, I, yes. I like that. I like that. Yes. I think that's cool because you are you are in Japan and that yeah. makes sense. Um, and I almost did play the whole of Assassin's Creed in Italian because yeah, I was thinking about that. And then I was yeah, like, that, that uh, would have been. But I am lazy, so I didn't. But I, 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 I respect the fact that it's all in Japanese. Don't mind that at all. But you get a cutscene, and the cutscenes are all right. You know, the graphics not bad. Um, they're, they're a little bit long, and it's like just dumb. And so this cutscene unfolds where this guy's a bit pissed off, and he's going to bring some blokes in. And then for no reason at all, it goes from a cutscene with voice acting and animation, and then it cuts to uh, poor animation. And text, right? So <laughs> and no one's in talking. The text box, like, yeah. So you know who's talking, and then it goes from that to another CGI animation again. It's yeah. like what? It, it, it's almost like they they ripped they ripped the script, got the voice actors in, said <laughs> right, read out this, and then <laughs> forgot shit. All right, and I was like, ah, oh, we forgot oh, this part. Sense. Let's add it in. All right, and they just <laughs> forgot all this crap. Um. It's just so bizarre, and it's just yeah. it's like it's it just makes no sense. And, and the, the, there's so much exposition. It's a demo. We want to see the game mechanic, not get the whole story about the warring clans and Tojo's yeah. uncle took care of blah blah. blah. Nobody cares. <laughs> the, the, the end scene as well, like the, the last thing you do in the demo, the last thing I was in the demo the was Mr. fight, Smith fight, 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 fight some. Yeah, you fight people who look like Agent Smith from the yeah, Matrix, yeah. and then 
you, you fight them and you grab like poles. Uh, I, yeah. I, I mean, the fighting is bad, but I, I kind of enjoyed myself. I, I didn't think it was like uh, like to the point where I couldn't play it. You know, you and clearly I like, have to grab the stuff because I tried yeah, doing yes. it. Without, I didn't really realize how much there was to grab, and then when I did, I realized I was making a lot more of a dent in their health. But yeah. it wasn't enough, and I was like, "Screw it!" I don't the, the, it does some weird things where, like, you have to you, you charge up this thing on you, and you can do some crazy move or whatever. Like, I don't really know what's going on, but I think that's just <laughs> Japanese game design where it just doesn't tell you what's happening. But <laughs> the, the thing that was really strange is you, you fight the guys, you beat the shit out of them, all right, and at the end they all get up, all right, <laughs> and you, you go, "Hello, buzzer, would you?" All right, and they <laughs> then he pulls a good out. Right, I was like, why did you just pull that out in the start? Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Why did you pull out the guy who had the sword? I mean, if a guy's fist fighting you, okay, maybe it's a little over the top to go for a gun. But if a guy has a sword, jeez. But then, but then at the end, he just runs off. Yeah, he pulls the gun out, right? He's like, oh, he's gonna shoot me. Maybe I'm gonna do some quick time events to get the gun off him and shoot him in his face. And then he just runs off. I was like, mate, this could have been this exchange could have been so much quicker. You know, you could have just. You have to wonder if. If it's some cultural thing, like if it's Definitely. us because we're from, you know, Europe and the United States, or if it's if it's true in Japan too, like there are kids in Japan playing it, like what the hell is going on? I don't understand. You know, I would. Yeah. I better pretend like I understand because my friends will laugh at me if I act like I'm confused. Well, look, like, that doesn't. I, I mean, does it really matter what culture you're from? Pulling a gun out at the end of a fight when you've just been beating the shit out of that makes no sense in any culture. <laughs> Right, you could go to a tribe, all right, that has never seen the light of day, and if you fight for your fist and at the end get like a, a mac, all right, and then just start wrapping people up, that makes no sense. You just get it at the start, surely. Yeah. You know? Oh well. Yeah, it was Yakuza, just. Oh, yeah. I, I, but will anybody actually play this? If it was rented, would you actually play it? Do you reckon you could stand playing this game? No, not me. No, probably not. I'll give it. There's a so shot. much else to play. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. You're right, dude. There's there's better games to play, but I think I'd give it a shot just purely because it's absolutely insane. But you yeah. played Dark Void too, so I don't know. Yeah, well, Dark Void. I played Dark Void because the story was so stupid, and I, I, th- well, I think that's some. I, I, I think Yakuza Three could actually top the stupidness in Dark Void. <laughs> I think. I think if I play that game, I would have plenty of stories to tell. But I, but I had the stupid is. game of the month. But there was some weird stuff in it as well, because if you went up to like the lap dancing bar, you know, and sort of yeah. asked to go in, you go, oh, 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 you'll have to buy the full game if you want to do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it was like, oh, okay. And, uh, as, as if anybody's going to buy a game just to see some digital boobs. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It was just, yeah. And, and even like, you know, even the going into into a building where you had to click on the button. It just felt so old-fashioned, didn't it? You know, cling on, uh, go to a low yeah. street. Right, and they're not real doors. And it's no, just... it's just like, no, God, it feels so old. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on. Moving on. I just, just, just had an email about my pre-order just gone through for Yakuza 3. Sweet. Excellent. Well, yeah. Um, Did you right. talk boobs? <laughs> well, normally at this part of the show, we take a break, and Kwon Yin gives, gives us... Should I say, start again? Uh, well, normally at this time of the show, we take a break, and Kwon Yin gives us his indie pick for the week. Uh, but not this week, I'm afraid. No. You didn't set him on fire, did you? No, I didn't. Uh-huh. No, you didn't, I didn't. Uh, send him to a karaoke bar so he could uh, do some tambourine taps. Nope, I didn't do that either. Oh, didn't. You, didn't, you didn't have a fight with him and pull a gun at the end, did you? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. You didn't well, make a duplication of yourself and go chasing after some pies and tell Connery <laughs> to go jump after the pie and then you kicked him and he went in an arc over the pie? No, I didn't. But no. 
but what we did do, Chidi and I, unfortunately, Duke was at school, probably eating his dinner at the time we was doing this, possibly. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't around. It wasn't around. But it's not your fault. You just weren't yeah, around. Yeah, it is. It's my fault. Around. It's yeah. time zones. Time right. zones. It's your fault because you live in America. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In America. But we got uh, Johannes Hubert on the show. Uh, or, or he is going to be on the show, should I say. Uh, <laughs> he is on the he show. He is right on now. the show. But basically Tell we, him to hush up. Wait until we I, say okay and yeah. start talking. Yeah. So basically we, we uh, set up an interview with Johannes Hubert, who, yes. who developed Your Doodles Are Bugged. So we're going to play that this week instead of, uh, yeah, yep. instead of the indie picture. So, game. so uh, yeah, let's play that and hope you enjoy it. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago we did feature Your Doodles Are Bug as one of the indie picks on this show. And tonight I'd like to uh, welcome Johannes Hubert onto the show who designed that game. So do you want Hello? to just yeah do you want to quickly introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about your background? Okay, um, so as you said, uh, my name is Johannes from Germany, and um, well, I do, I program Xbox indie games as a hobby, and the last project was Your Doodles Are Bugged. I mean, do you want to? I mean, do you want to talk us through? Because I have noticed you've done a couple of other indie games on there. So do you want to uh, tell us a little bit about those? And you know, what was your first one? Um, the first one was it's called Golden Tangram. Yeah, that's on, on the indie games, and that was the project that I. Like my learning project where I learned my way around XNA programming, and it's it's not not something special. It's as the name says, it's a Tangram game, so you do these shapes. And uh, initially, I had, I had even planned to release it for free, but since that's not possible on the platform, so it's 80 points now. And the second game, it's called Kuchibi. It's a puzzler game, and I think it turned out quite well. So if if you are into puzzlers, it's a good game. But I guess with puzzlers, it's a sort of you either love them or you hate them. So it's not not something for everyone. But if you are into puzzles, it's a good game. Like, where did the idea come from originally? Did you uh, think it up in your head? Did it suddenly pop into your mind? <laughs> yeah, actually, it, it sort of did pop yeah. into my mind. Uh, <laughs> I had been thinking about what I could do as my next game after I had uh, published Kuchibi, and so for a week or two maybe, and I was sitting watching TV, and I suddenly had this picture in front of my mind. Um, a huge page-covering doodle, and it was swarming with jumping and crawling lice. So the initial um, working title was actually Your Doodles Have Lice, and, and then right. I renamed it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, there uh, were some people. There were some people on the forum that said oh, it's probably not the good, uh, the, the best name. So lies, and people always think it's something yucky or right, whatever. So yeah, it changed. Yeah, the name. bugs. Bugs are far cuter, I guess. They're, yeah, they're like yep. cuter. So, how many hours did you kind of spend uh, developing the game you know, from the from the idea that popped into your head to like us playing it on the Xbox? So how long did that take? You know. I really don't know how many hours I spent. I know when I started working on the game first, that was last October, so 2009, and then I published it on the 2nd of February this year. Um, but I did not work full-time on it. It's just yeah. in, in the evenings or weekends, and there were phases in, in, in November and early December where I only worked on it on, uh, on, it on the weekend. But then on the oh, other right. end, I, I also took lots of the code from earlier games, so if, if you want, the development even started earlier than, than October because I had my library of code which I could reuse. 
Oh, that's cool. I mean, one of one of the things that strikes me with the game is the graphical style of it is really, really nice. Obviously, the way you've even got the pen, you know, just looks like a real pen, you know, yeah. in the game. But what we've noticed, I mean, ourselves from playing a lot of the indie games, that a lot of them aren't up to that sort of standard. So how did you achieve that where others seem to fail at doing it? Very simple. That's that's about the, the level of art that I'm able to produce. <laughs> so is that is that all hand-drawn? Have you sort of... Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, not on paper, but with my... Um, um, tablet and uh, but it, it's hand drawn with a pen only digitally. Yeah, it's really. I've got to say, it's really cool. I mean, one of the, one of the things that struck me as well playing the game was, I think because the sort of the bugs are so cute and the, the obviously the noises that they make, you do find yourself actually caring about them a bit more than you probably would, you yeah. know, if you were playing one yeah, of the zombie know. games. <laughs> Uh, I, I yeah. remember when I, I I I accidentally kind of forgot to draw a wall, and there was all falling, and I was like screaming no, and uh, uh, I loved that <laughs> part of the game. Was it, was it was it a conscious effort to make you care about the bugs, or did you just kind of draw something that you you thought was funny? No, no, there, there was a bit of a, a decision I made. So, so yeah. that's also a reason why we changed the name, so that the yeah, bugs yeah. are something that is cute and that, that you like yeah. and that is positive and you want to save them. So you talked about the, the feedback that you get. I mean, that, that, that one example with the lice and uh, they said change it to bugs. And is, there, is there a strong community on the XNA? That's something that we never see, obviously, because we can't develop games because we're not that clever. <laughs> uh, but, you know, is, is there a strong community? Is there a constant back and forth about that? Yeah, that's a very good community in the XNA forum. So um, I actually, I, I think I put the ga- the first version of the game into playtest for other XNA developers sometime yeah, late October. So it wasn't wasn't very far by then, only four or five levels or something. Yeah. And I got lots of feedback that made the game better. So I can only recommend it because many there there even there still are developers that put their game into review without without ever having been in playtest so obviously okay. they fail their first review attempt then because there's always something they did wrong and then um, if they, they should have put it into playtest first someone would have found it then so that's how you debug the game basically is that you get other people to play it and then they'll come back with or oh, this happened or this this didn't seem to work properly is that how it works yeah that basically i mean i was fortunate enough that there weren't too many like crash bugs to find um, but um, i got lots of um, inspiration or suggestion how to i think i had five or six iterations how the, the cursor steers so that it speeds up when you move the stick and that it slows down when you draw and stuff like that so um, um, at, at the beginning it was much harder to draw a, straight, a line in a, in a certain direction and something so it's good feedback you get there I mean one of the things I'd like to ask is I mean obviously we know there's, there's a massive amount of games now on the indie games yeah. But how? I mean, I mean, how do some of these games get through the review process? When you know, you know, and I'm trying not to be too brutal here, but some of them are, are really not very good. You know, and do you think that's an issue with the indie games? The the review process is not about quality at all. If you follow all the rules, like you don't know forbidden content, no crashing and stuff, you can get anything through. Um, so it, it the worst um, tic tac toe game can get through if it follows all the rules, and and nobody is allowed to fail it for being a bad or boring or ugly game. And that's a good thing too, because I I, I don't know, maybe some of the worst games are some of the best sellers. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but do you not think to a certain extent that detracts from from the very good games that are 
out there. Yeah, I know. In the beginning, it probably did. I think it's a, it's better now that we have the ratings since since last summer. So you you always have your top rated list, and I um, yeah. I think it's better now. It, it's really a problem because um, I don't know what. What if you if you uh, think that shooters are boring? Are you uh, allowed to fail them then? Or yeah. sim- so it's it's easier to simply have the rule you can't fail on quality. So and just leave it up to the market and the players to ignore the game. I, I was going to say about going back to the, to the games that you've made. A lot of them are like puzzle games. Even you know Doodles or Bugs is a is a kind of puzzle game. Uh, yeah. Is is that the the kind of games that you stick to, or are you willing to kind of branch out to different types of games? Well, as I said, the the, the first games there were sort of learning um, games like Golden Tangram. There, I, I didn't have to deal with finding a game idea. I, I took an right. existing, long existing game idea and I just programmed it. And then um, Kuchibi was the next iteration. I, I made up my own puzzle um, game there. So, um, and then. Um, the doodles. Well, that, that was my inspiration there. I don't know where yeah. it came from, but um, I, I also think you should do a game that you um, would like to play and that you probably would be good at. Um, I fear that if I would make a shooter, it would be a bad shooter because I'm not, <laughs> I, I'm not good at playing shooters. So yeah. whatever I would program, the, the, the people that like shooters, they would like uh, I don't know, find it boring or breeze through or or too too easy or whatever. So. Right. Yeah. One of the things you know that I I personally think doesn't work as well with the indie games. I don't feel that Microsoft maybe promote it as well as they could do. I mean, is that the feeling you think, or do you think Microsoft give you enough support and promotion there to get get your games out there? Yes and no, actually. I mean, um, they're, they're doing a lot of stuff for us, and and they are the only um, company with a major console that, very, that even allows people like me to to have a game on their console. But on the other hand, of course, we would always like more um, exposure and, and 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 ads on the dashboard or anything for the games. It's the if your game is featured anywhere on the dashboard outside of uh, the indie games section, like recently this um, Valentine's. Um, thing in, in the US you you get a huge amount of um, a, a huge increase in sales there and, yeah. but on the other end there's almost 800 games so um, how would they do this if, if, uh, feature your each game for half a day or whatever and then after a year each game was featured once or I don't know it, it, it wouldn't work anyway so um, maybe if they had some general here the indie games exist come here and look at them yeah I mean one of the things Something we've like yeah I was gonna say one of the things we've found since doing the indie picks is how many people we told you that don't even know where to find them yeah you know you talk to people and you go oh yeah you know you played this on the indie games it's pretty good and they'll go yeah, I've, I've absolutely no idea how to get to the indie games, and that's—I think—that's what I mean more is sort of even being able, to, you know, making them a bit more prominent on the dashboard yeah. so people can know how to get in there. That would be great. I think almost every XNA or indie games developer um, would would like that, like a uh, so, so, uh, um, permanent. Um, yeah, one of those thingies on the dashboard. I don't know how you call them. The permanent uh, exposure for the for the indie games on the dashboard, outside of this uh, section where you have to scroll up five times or whatever to find them. Now, I, I don't know if you've already done this, Jan, but um, you, you've you've released games on on the the indie game section on Xbox. But would you be willing to kind of try it on the iPhone, which is kind of big at the moment? Would you, I mean, your dudes are built. Would you can imagine how? Good, that would work on the iPhone. Would you, have you ever thought about like branching out to different platforms, or um, not, not concretely? I mean, it's you always think about would this work and how would you do it and everything. But um, since it's also a hobby and I have my 
my day job and there's not so much time for stuff. So everything is possible, but no, no concrete plans yet. Right. Okay. I mean, what I mean, as, as far as the actual X and A goes, do you think there's anything that can be done to improve the service or the way that Microsoft runs it? I mean, is there anything you'd like to see built into the indie games or anything of that nature? Well, we we already covered the better exposure. But everybody would wish for that. Um, in addition to that, um, there's not much I would change. I think I would um, would like to have a feature where you can change the price uh, whenever you want. Currently, you can only change it once every three months or something. So if you if you pick a price, then you're stuck with it for 90 days. So oh, you really? Have, you, you can't have any sales or something like Valentine's uh, special features and for half price yeah. for a week or something like that. So that would, would, would be, uh, yeah, would add uh, possibilities for, for marketing, but it's not possible yeah. right now. So that would be cool. I mean, one of, one of the things I've thought about, and I don't know how you would you would feel about this, well, one of the things, what if they sort of allowed a sort of 50 achievement points per indie game, for instance? Yeah, of course. That would, be, that would be great because um, obviously many uh, hardcore gamers, uh, they, they know about indie games, but some of them say I'm never going to buy one because there's no gamer score in it. Um, and then they would probably be interested. I'm a little bit afraid of what would happen if they, if when they um, suddenly allow achievements, then we have 800 games in re- in the review queue wanting to get reviewed again now with achievements. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. would be a lot of work for us developers in the, the XNA forums to get a game through. Yeah, I think I think it's an interesting concept. There is there is an issue with sort of people just going. You know, press a button and you get 50 points, I suppose, and that that might yeah. be an issue. So they'd have to have some grammar. But it is something I thought of that would definitely get more people to play them. Definitely, yeah. Achievements and gamer score would be great for indie games too, of course. Your your games are quite, I mean, cheap. They're, they're the cheapest they could be. Uh, like, uh, what kind of decision? What led you to that decision of making them, you know, 80 Microsoft points? Uh, and you say that you wanted to, some games to be free. Like, why did you, did you decide uh, they should be more expensive? How did you make that decision about the price? Well, Kojibi, Kojibi is actually at the 240 price point, and um, I'm planning to lower it sometime now in the next weeks when I have a little bit more time to, to get it through review again for the lower price point. But um, with your doodles are back, I always had the feeling um, that, this is for, that the type of game is something that people... Um, will pick up on a, on like uh, yeah they play it and it's cool and oh it's only 80 points so I pick it up but if it's 240 points and uh, probably not so I don't know yeah. I always had the feeling it's a typical 80 points game but there's also the thing that since there is so um, little exposure on the dashboard for indie games yeah. the best the best that can happen for you is if, if you if you get into one of the top rated or top sellers um, sections but it only has 20 slots so uh, any game which is not 80 points never gets into those slots because it simply doesn't sell enough units to be in one of those slots and even the ratings are slightly lower for the more expensive games because people rate more expensive games worse than um, cheaper games right so you can actually make more money with the cheaper game because you sell more than three times as many units yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because obviously I made a game with zombies in it. You know, we were talking about this the other week on the show, and that actually made about one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, at, so at last, at last reckoning, it's still in the top seller games. Uh, yeah, top seller list. Yeah. 
you know, so even at 80 points, you can make a massive amount of cash, you know, if you've, if you've got a decent game. And I think that's one of our sort of gripes, really, with the indie games, that there doesn't seem to be any consistency in price versus game, you know, because some people will put the games on it. And, and I suppose that's because it's not really regulated, is it? No, it's not regulated. The, the only regulation you have, if, uh, if you want to pick 80 points, then you have to stay under 50 megabytes in, in size. So if you're 50 megabytes or above, then you have to pick 240 or 400. Oh, really? But I didn't know that. that's the only regulation. Oh. Yeah, oh, that's, that's little known, actually. I, I, I've read, like, um, reviews where it says, oh, but only one song, always repeating the same song. It's a bit boring. Yeah, it's, it's only one song because I have to stay um, under 50 megabytes. Ah, see. There so why is, why is that? What's the reasoning behind that? Do you know? Um, I guess uh, since Microsoft makes a cut of 30%, they said if it's larger, it takes more bandwidth, then we want more money for it, probably. That's the only reason I can think of. The price does put me off some indie games because, you know, I mean, I, I don't buy many indie games, but when, when something's good and it's 80, like you say, I'll just, oh yeah, that's that's cool, I'll pick that up, 80 points. But, you know, we, we featured Cave In, um, mm-hmm. we talked about Cave In, which was 240 points. And that makes me think, well, maybe that game is bigger than, than 50 megs, so... Could they, be, they, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's, it's, it's still not a great game, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting argument, you know, like, like we can't sell it any cheaper because Microsoft aren't there, so that's something yeah. that I don't think a lot of people know. Actually, since I managed, uh, since I mentioned the, uh, the single song in your doodles about, I also have to tell you I'm gonna put a new version into a review tomorrow, which has a second song because I found a workaround for a certain bug in the XNA framework, and which allows me now to uh, use a better uh, compression method for the sound. So I had uh, fitted two songs in now. Uh-huh. But this has to go through a review first, and then you will be notified that there's a new version whenever you start to the game again. So how, how does the review process work? How long does that take? Um, the minimum is 48 hours, but that uh, most games take more. So if, if it's approved um, inside of 48 hours, then it simply waits artificially until the 48 hours are over, but most games take more than the 48 hours. It, 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 um, it's, it's more or less a function of how how well known you are in the forum and in the community and how helpful you were and how much uh, reviewing and testing work you did yourself so you have got lots of buddies that help out uh, reviewing your game if you if some some developer come in there and their first posting in the forum is when they um, submit their game to review nobody knows them they haven't helped anyone so why should we help them right and then it takes several weeks for the game to so it's really like a dog eat dog is it that <laughs> yeah it's not it's not so much a conscious decision but uh, in the queue there's probably 50 50, 60 games waiting, so you pick the ones that you probably already playtested or you heard about or you know the developer, yeah. and it happens automatically. I mean, so what are your favorite indie games then? So what, which ones do you like out of the out of the service? Yeah, that's a difficult question. <laughs> um, I, I well, obviously, uh, your doodles are booked is probably your obviously. favorite. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. except, except for my own games. I, recently, yeah. what I played most was um, the... Uh, Johnny Platform Saves Christmas Game and Decimation X those two were the ones I played most in, in the recent times Decimation X this um, uh, Space Invaders on Speed 
Yeah, we haven't played, we haven't done that one, have we? No, we haven't done that. We should uh, get yeah. Kwamer into this. Yeah, maybe. maybe very, very, very basic graphics, but it's it's, it's really um, Space Invaders on speed and it, lots of bullets and particles on screen. Cool. I was going to say, aside from your, like, you, you're re reviewing uh, your deals or booked because of the new song, but aside from that, are you got anything else down the pipeline or are you just waiting for that inspiration to pop in your head again for the next game? <laughs> Uh, I have some thoughts here, yeah. um, yeah. but it could probably be a game similar to to your rules about. If I I have some ideas which I want to think about, maybe right. so, sort of like a sequel or something. I, th- I think the the current game just has not enough zombies in it. No, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. You, you put zombies in it, that's it. Instant sell. Brilliant. <laughs> Every game needs zombies, of course. <laughs> zombies and guns, of course. Zombie, you zombie bugs. You should put zombie bugs in there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really cool. Is there, is there anything else you'd like to ask, uh, Ginny? No, I think uh, I think he's answered all of my little questions I got written down. Yeah. That's... Well, on that note, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you very much. It's very kind of you to do that. And I hope all goes well with your review and anything else you you release for us in the future to be playing. Cheers, Johannes. Yeah, Cheers. cheers. Well, welcome back after that. Uh, so what did you think, Duke, as you weren't there? Yes, uh, great interview. I mean, it's really cool that, you know, he's willing to talk with us and that he made such a great game and... Uh, yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I just think it's cool to have people who are involved in the process and get to know what they think about the stages of the development. Yeah, I've got to say, I thought it was it was a pretty interesting uh, talk, especially you know when he, he gave us some insight into how you know the indie games work and and how you you know the vetting process goes on. And he also he also confirmed do, your doodles level two. Yeah, he did. Confirm, yeah, with you know, zombies, like with zombies, with, with zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you heard, so there's going to be zombies in it. Apparently, Your doodles are zombied. Yeah, yeah. So let's hopefully we'll uh, we'll get to uh, see that. But yeah, it was really great. Andy gave us another game, but we're not talking about it tonight because uh, obviously the interview is a bit longer than your average indie pick, uh, yeah. which is Decimation X. So I'm going to speak to Quamrian and uh, get him to have a go of that, and we'll probably do that as the indie pick next week. So Decimation X. Decimation X. Let's move on then, shall we? So what shall we talk about now? Video games. Shall we talk about yeah. some video game stuff? Okay. Shall we? I, I did find a little story, and I thought maybe what we should do is a top ten, and maybe then go to the quiz because obviously, oh, yeah. you know, we shouldn't uh, run too long tonight. Hopefully, uh, but yeah, oh, I did yeah. find top ten most expensive video game budgets ever, or or you know, cost of making a video game. So I thought we'd go through these and wow. see what you thought about the the amount that these cost to do. Do you want me to run these down, or do you want to do the honor chini as always? Well, I might as well keep to tradition, shall I, and uh, murder this. Okay, okay here yeah. we go. Top 10 most expensive video game budgets ever. Um, number 10, Killzone 2. Wow. Uh, yeah, just, 40... just, by the way, this is number 10, so, you know, this 10. is the least expensive. 40 of the top 10. Yeah. million dollars. Wow. <laughs> that is a lot of money to make. It is a lot of money. And what Jeez. the heck? What does all that money go for? I assume it's paying people to do modeling and textures and. Well, he says he says the uh, it was in development for over four years. The original budget was twenty million, then it was up to thirty million. The development was extended for another full year. The budget went to forty million, and estimates put it around forty-five. Higher estimates put it put it over forty-one million euros, which translates to fifty-six million US dollars. 
but this number has never been confirmed by anyone at Developer Gorilla. Yeah, so I think all, all of these are just kind of calculations of, uh, of yeah. uh, various things. So, so, right, that's number 10, and totally not worth it. <laughs> no. Uh, number 9, Duke, you might be able to uh, justify if this was worth the money. Final I never Fantasy, played it. Final Fantasy XII, $48 million. Uh, the Final Fantasy games have been known for their outstanding quality, length, and sheer production value. They've also been known as some of the most expensive games to ever come out of Japan. And Final Fantasy XII had a budget of a whopping $48 million, excluding any marketing costs. Uh, See, it sequel... excludes marketing costs. Yeah. 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 Final Fantasy XIII is rumoured to have at least a 50% higher budget. However, this hasn't been made official. So we're talking like 70, 70 80 million dollars uh, mm. for 13. That is, that is crazy okay. amounts of cash. That is Mental. crazy. Okay, number eight. Number Again, eight. that is not out yet. Amazing. Uh, this costs $50 million and it's not out, but it has been um, been shown its muscles lately. L.A. Noir. Uh, published by Rockstar, I believe. So, L.A. Noir was recently cited as one of the most expensive games in development today by Tom uh, Crago, the president of Game Developers Association of Australia. Well, this might have been exaggerated in order to shine some spotlight on Australia's game development. L.A. Noir is developed in Australia, by the way. It's no secret that Rockstar has given L.A. Noir a massive budget, upwards of $50 million, to create a truly cinematic video game where most of the 1940s Los Angeles has been recreated and is fully explorable. So there you go. Yeah. Well, they, they, have been, they have been banging on about all this face um, mapping and everything that they're doing, haven't they, to say that it's the most realistic yeah. movement you're going to see. And, uh, so it's yeah. believable, isn't it, that it's going to cost that sort of money? Uh, number God. seven. Yeah, here we go, number here we seven. go. Also, another game that has not come out yet. Jesus Christ. Nearly out, though, isn't it? Yeah. Nearly it's, very... it's not far. I won't never play it, though. Uh, it's APB. $50 million this is costing. So this is the same as I know, or maybe the, if we read on, we'll find out why it's higher. But uh, APB has been in development close to five years now, and Real-Time Worlds have often stated that it's the most expensive game they've ever worked on. Real-Time Worlds founder Dave Jones had to raise venture capital, uh, $50 million of it, to make sure that APB had has enough money to sustain further development. The official budget is exactly $50 million, but Real-Time World is set to spend millions each year supporting and expanding the MMO. So, yeah, I mean, uh, what, what do you think of that? Do you think that's going to be worth it in the long run? It's an MMO, so it's subscription-based. Yeah, I'll tell you when it comes to the 360, when they realise no one plays it on the PC. <laughs> It yeah. won't come to the 360. It may do. You never know. It, it never know. will it come to do. the 360. Look, it no. might do. Might come to the PS3. What about that? Not coming. Not you never coming. know. Maybe, maybe PS3. Yeah, right, know. okay. Uh, number six. We've all played this, I think. Maybe yep. not you, Duke. I think you have, Duke. Yes, 55, I played a little bit. $55 million. Halo 3. Uh, yeah, the Halo franchise has been so successful for Bungie and Microsoft that they virtually had an unlimited budget on Halo 3 as it had to be the best and most impressive game in almost all aspects when it was released. It it pretty much was at a price of $55 million, which excluded over $200 million Microsoft spent promoting the game. That is just mental. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. $255 million on that game. 
That's sad. Jeez, that's that sad, is... but that, 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 that game does does make its money back in droves. Oh, for sure, but so... God, that is crazy, man. I mean, and we used to we used to say about, you know, how much movies cost and how much they do. I mean, Avatar cost a lot of money to make, didn't it? Yeah. It was, about, was it about $300 million or something stupid? It was a, yeah, a huge like amount. So they're still quite small in comparison to huge budget films, but even so, it's still a lot of cash, isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. God. Uh-huh. Okay. Moving uh, on. Next one. Uh, I think you've played this one, Stuart. I've played I it a little bit. I, I don't know about you, Duke. Um, I say it's overrated. A lot of people love it. Number five, Meta- Metal Gear Solid 4. $60 yeah, million. Dollars. So that's wow. 60 million bucks. Uh, the biggest, prettiest, and most complex Metal Gear Solid game. One with hours and hours of cutscenes, amazing production values, and one of the best visuals at its time. Metal Gear Solid 4 took four full years to make at a price tag of $60 million, shared between Kojima Productions and Sony. There you go, hell. Uh, now, this one definitely didn't get his money back. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess, I mean, you know, Halo 3, even LA Noir, I think, might get the money back. Even Killzone 2 is better than this, but number four, this is this is a sad, sad occasion. Um, $60 million plus uh, dollars, so just, just over $60 million, it's saying. Number four... Too human. Yeah, God. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes game budgets, just like movie budgets, tend to go overboard, and the final product ends up costing a lot more than originally planned. Too human faced many issues during the, its development time, chief of which uh, was the long and expensive struggle between Epic Games and the Unreal Engine 3, where developer Silicon Knights abandoned the engine and started making their own. At a time when the game was almost complete, this added at least another $10 million to the budget, according to some sources. Jesus. Man. Yeah, that is that's a lot of money. That's good. Well, okay. I think there's a phrase for that, isn't there? Pissing your money into the wind or something like that, I think. Yeah. 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 Pissing in the wind. Right, number three, wind. $70, $70 million Shemu. Yeah. Anybody play Shenmue. this? No, I never played this. You played this? I don't know. But this has got a vast and explorable area, complete weather system, and many fine details. But this Um, is this is one of those games that everybody talks about as being like an amazing game, don't they? No, it wasn't a mate. I played this. I played this. Uh, It wasn't a mate. It was definitely different. You know, when you played it, you you was like, this is something I've never played before. Um, But I think it just kind of. Some of the stuff in it was there's a lot of good ideas in it, but there's a lot of bad ideas in it as well. Where you you, you get a job as a forklift driver and repetitive dialogue all, all the time, and like <laughs> oh, he would just a forklift jo- driver job. That sounds great. He, he would just he would just say things that would just he just walk up to random people and just say, "Have you seen this person? You know, like I'm looking for this. Maybe you could tell me." It's just so <laughs> oh, it just didn't really work as well as yeah. I thought it was. Uh, yeah, seventy million dollars, a game which held. The record for as most expensive game for nearly 10 years, Shenmue's budget was unheard of at the time of its development. A $70 million uh, budget for a Sega Dreamcast game. Shenmue offered a fast and explorable area, a complete weather system, and so many fine details and features that games even today don't have. However, many failed to notice everything the game had to offer, and the game ultimately disappointed in sales. I remember asking my mate what was his favourite part of... Shemu, and he said um, the fact that you can play old games in the arcade. So his favourite part of <laughs> a 
seventy million dollar game was the fact that you could play old games in the game. Get uh, meme. Mm. There you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> right, number two. Uh, Gran Turismo Five, eighty million dollars. And still not out. Still not out. Yeah, still counting. Uh, still not as good as Forza. Um, what's set to become the biggest and greatest racing game in history? Uh, maybe this was written by a PS3 fan. Gran Turismo <laughs> has been in development for over five years now and features it's over by a chair thousand... word. Uh, chair word. Um, <laughs> each uh, painstakingly recreated with, for with extreme realism and perfection. In mind, except for the fact that they don't break. Uh, it's well, some of them pushing. do. Some of them do. Some of them do, which is even and more bizarre. They break bizarre. in half. Yeah, some of them <laughs> yeah. do. Professional wall breaks yeah, in half. If you if you're not gonna do it, do it. You know, just do it full out. Like just do just it wrong right, the right, right way. No, wait till it comes <sighs> out. You can't make a you know a full. <laughs> sure, we can. Account. That's what we do until you've played it. Whatever. Until you play properly. All the time. I'm an American. Well, I don't wait to play a thing before I judge it. <laughs> Its official budget, uh, as of mid two thousand nine, was sixty million dollars. And two years later, when the game hits stores, it will reach a staggering eighty million, making it the second most expensive game in history. Okay, number one. Hey, wait! You want a drum have roll? A... Yeah, drum roll. I was drum just going to say, have yeah. we got a drum roll? We have got a drum roll. You ready to say it? Number one. Grand Theft Auto 4, a hundred million dollars. That game uh, is expensive. Jesus. Uh, right, Grand Theft Auto 4. When it comes to sheer production values, sheer amount of features, the details, no game beats Grand Theft Auto 4. The scope of the production dwarfs any other game. Over a thousand people worked on the game for over three and a half years, doing everything from studying New York City with cameras that recorded city traffic for months to contacting over 2,000 people uh, just to obtain the rights to hundreds of music tra- music tracks that can be listened to in the game. Price to record uh, a master for each track ran around at around $10,000, and that excluded the license and royalty fees. Uh, there's enough content in the game to keep the average gamer immersed for at least 100 hours. Uh, there should be with a budget of $100 million. GTA 4 is the most expensive video game Ever made. So there you go. But no surprises there. But but when you think about it, how much did uh, Microsoft pay them to have the exclusivity? About fifty million or something. Fifty millions. So well, there you go. Half, already. half the budget is done there. Look, done. Deal yeah. done. That's um, why including the time they have to develop the actual DLC. But I'm sure they're doing all right. You know, GTA seems to sell pretty well. You know, I think and, it does okay. and once you have the framework set up, I'm sure the DLC isn't that hard to make. I mean, true, true. And that yep. and that list comes from uh, what is it? Digital Battle, Digital Digital Battle dot com. So if, yeah, you don't use, use, if you don't agree, that Killzone was number ten, and Eleanor was number eight, and Two Human was number four, and you thought the price was wrong on Shenmue, then take it out with them, not us. We don't care. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So there you yeah. go. Now uh, before we move on to the quiz, before we move on to, the quiz, I've got one more thing to talk about. One more thing. Oh snap! Now he was with us last week. I'm hoping he can be here again. So I'm going to see if I can get him on. Oh, snap. Uh, But, uh, yeah, Peter Molyneux, hopefully we can get him on, and he can explain his recent comments. He's been making... Oh, snap. So let's let's just see if we can uh, quickly get him on, because we we like having him on the show. He was good. I've just got to go. Okay. Okay. Back in a sec. That's a a shame. He missed him last time. I know. He keeps missing him. Is he coming on? 
I hope so. I hope so. Hello, hello. Are you there with us, Peter? Are you there? Hello. Excellent. Hey, He's... cool. Good to see you again, Mr. <laughs> Talk to you again, I should say. <laughs> Who is this? I was just crossing ants with my fingers. Who is this? <laughs> it's it's the uh, the veteran gamers with uh... Veteran who? <laughs> exactly. who veteran? I don't listen to gamers. podcasts. <laughs> well, how did you know we were a podcast if we didn't yeah. say podcast? Yeah, because oh, I'm Peter Molyneux. That's why. I'm Peter Molyneux and I know everything. Apparently. Um, yeah, apparently you've been making... Eric. <laughs> now, can I, can I just ask you to explain, you know, these comments you've been making this week about being a, a talentless bastard? Is, is this true? You see, when I said this, I might have been under the influence <laughs> of alcohol. Yeah. Because we all have a weakness. Superman had his kryptonite. And I, who is very much like Superman in more ways than one... Mine is alcohol, Stu. And when every time I say that, you know, Fable Free is going to be brilliant, I'm usually drunk because I'm Peter Molyneux. I mean, can I can I just go through your quotes and, and no. see? Why you, <laughs> basically, this this is what I've been told. You said you said no. There was <laughs> there was there was, it, there was this amazing moment when a piece of research came back. That showed us more than half of the people who played Fable 2 understood and used less than half of the features in the game. And as soon as I see that, you think, oh my god, what a talentless bastard I really am. Is, is this true? But, you see, I'm not a talentless bastard, you see, because that, that I said that, but I meant everybody else, because they're talentless <laughs> bastards. Because they don't know how great my game is. Because there are things in my game that you, as a human, Stuart, I'm not human, uh, you couldn't understand. You know, you just, your, your brain would explode if I tried to, to just tell you what was going on in the game. There are things happening in Fable 2 that you just couldn't comprehend. Well, I mean, well, let's just Follow go... Well let's, just, Peter well, let's just talk about... I mean, because you also said... Uh, so I think Fable 3 is all about using mechanics and exploiting mechanics giving gameplay reason to things. Expressions, which don't feature in Fable 3, were cool in Fable 2, but they were only a way of just doing a fart joke over and over yes, because, again. You see, I find farting incredibly funny. <laughs> and uh, me and the wife constantly go back and forth on farting. Um, you know, we have a lot of hot air in the room, and I think farting should be in games more. But then, after a while, we started to fart in the office, and it, it got bad. <laughs> It got bad. It wasn't nice. So we, we decided to take out farting and uh, keep in the burps. Because, you know, that, that, that doesn't smell as much. Unless you had steak and onion crisps, where it does smell quite bad. There. Peel them on on you. I, I think the final <laughs> thing I want to ask you before you do go is... Uh, I'm apparently... very drunk, by the way. <laughs> apparently you've said Are you that. farting right now? It could no. possibly be. could possibly be. But I you... don't fart. I haven't got an anus. You've, you've said apparently that uh, Barack Obama and uh, Coronation Street are two mm. major influences for Fable 3. So it's true. Explain it's true. that. It's true. Yes, well, I, I, I got a lot of inspiration from, from uh, um, Jack Duckworth, you see, <laughs> from Coronation Street. <laughs> and so much so that the whole game is pretty much a prequel to Jack Duckworth's life before he went on the street. Um that is a big scoop for you there. That is Fable 3. That is the story. Uh, <laughs> but you didn't know that. And Tyrone does make a cameo in in uh, Fable 3. And Barack Obama, yes, he is a big inspiration. Because, you know, being black like I am, I, 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 like, to, uh, I like to think that Fable 3 
is just an inspiration like Barack Obama. And I'm very <laughs> drunk, Peter Molyneux. Excellent. And uh, yeah, well, uh, well. So does that mean that, like Barack Obama, you're pledging to do certain things? Like he said he was going to close Guantanamo Bay and yes. it's still not closed. The, the, so the you're ironic... pledging that there's going to be an, an interesting emotional connection. In the ironic thing, free, though, is when, when, I, when I said that I was a talentless bastard, on the same day, I got an OBE. So <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. You know, I, I, it, you know, it doesn't matter what I say. I'm Peter Molyneux and I'm very drunk. <laughs> I could say anything I want, and I'll get OBEs, MBEs, um, PCs. And people defending you on these forums. True, yes, because I'm Peter Molyneux, and they're zombies. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Yes. Well, uh, well, yeah. thanks for coming on the show, Peter, as always. You're always oh, welcome. Yes. You're always welcome. And just, just stay off the cooking brandy, eh? Okay, I'm going to program Fable 3 now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Off I go. Bye. Okay. Have fun. <laughs> Okay. Um, I wonder what Chinny's going to get. Yeah, there, where, where's Chinny? Hello. Hello. Hey. <laughs> oh, Dude, you totally you? missed him, man. Oh, he was drunk and farting. Oh, man. Sounds like a riot. <laughs> oh. yeah. uh. His game sounds awesome, though. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it what sounds it, great. What, what are his inspirations? Well, <laughs> drinking <laughs> and Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, and Coronation Street. Something about yeah. Jack Duckworth. I, I don't know wow. what's going on about. Ah. I hope there's Betty's hot pots in the uh, <laughs> Yeah, he says apparently it's something to do with Coronation Street uh, reinventing itself over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> Apparently yeah. you watch one episode of Coronation Street today and you compare it with an episode of Coronation Street 10 years ago and it's totally different, man. Yeah, and, and Gail's still, still yeah, in it and she's yeah. still getting um, killed by her husband or whatever. And apparently that's the genius of what makes that program <laughs> so unbelievably successful. It's a format <laughs> that has got a life of its own and uh, it just keeps on changing. So there you yeah. go. This isn't the Coronation Street podcast, Jane. This is, <laughs> I know. Uh... No, this is, that's what he actually said. I'm only telling you what he said. That's what he said. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, anyway. That's one thing I never thought that we'd talk about on a gaming <laughs> podcast, this I, Coronation Street. I didn't, I didn't think anybody could connect a video game to Coronation Street, to be honest. What the hell is uh, Coronation Street? Yeah, just looking up on it's the It's a uh, soap okay. opera. It's a soap opera. Set it's it like north. A, I don't care. I no longer care. Set it north. Um, yeah, just quickly as well. Yeah, just be, I keep saying just before we move on. Yeah, really. We're we'll have a break in a minute, but it, this is very, very... You're going to run out of room for the quiz and it's going to no, get no, lost. This, this no, I'm sorry. Time, not plenty of time. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to quickly run down the uh, Steam top 10 sellers for Feb. And I know we don't usually Ooh. do PC, but I thought we'd just do this because there's Didn't some quite... Tell me once they don't keep track of sales on Steam? No, well, they don't tell you the actual sale numbers. They just tell you what ranking it is. So there's no uh, numbers, so you don't know how many have been sold. But uh, Five. Yeah, five. Uh, but number 10 is Counter-Strike, believe it or not. So Counter-Strike. I bought that. Then, I bought that. There you, a sale. You've got to remember, because there's a sale on, and some of these yeah. games are influenced by sales. I Absolutely. I bought Counter-Strike for £3. I also bought Killing Floor All for right. £3. Yeah, that is there. I've never played them, <laughs> but I bought them. Okay, number nine, Global Agenda. I have no idea what that is. I don't know whether you two do. <laughs> Never heard it's of it. On agenda and it's worldwide. Okay, number eight, Left 4 Dead 2, which is yeah. no surprise. Uh, number seven, Mass Effect 2 is number seven. Number six is Warhammer 40,000, Dawn of War 2, Chaos Rising. So there you go, that's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Uh, number five is Bioshock 2, so not so bad there. Number four, THQ Complete Pack. I don't know what that is. Um, I'd I, say it's a, a pack of THQ yeah. games. 
compilation of games. I can find uh, out if you want. I'll yeah, have a look. Steam. Have a look while we're talking. Uh, right. Number three, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And the number two bestseller, number two, is Battlefield Bad Company 2. Is number wow. two. Wow, that's already out? No, or is I'll, that pre-orders? Like, yeah, pre-orders. That's oh. basically number two from just pre-orders. Wow. Because you can pre order it and it'll, all, it'll yeah. install it but not 12 actually. O'clock. 12 o'clock yeah, yeah. at yeah. night. Oh. If, you, if you've got Steam on it'll just install automatically. Yeah, automatically cool. do it for you. Okay. And number one is Aliens vs. Predator. Wow. Yeah, so that's why I thought I'd just pick up on it because obviously that at least that game's done well on one platform. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Somebody so. put a, somebody put a meta review on uh, veterangamers.co.uk. It I, yeah, I saw that. That was well done. Yeah. Cool thanks. colors and everything. It was yeah. very nicely done. Very nicely done. Yeah. You got a 65 on Metacritic. I know, yeah. It's not great, is it? It really know, isn't. It's not very good, is it? One-Up gave it... What One-Up gave it a 25. But, like, you've got to understand with Metacritic, it's, uh, it's you know, it could be... It's very wishy-washy. Yeah, but that'll they, be one that... Because they do A plus, A minus. They, yeah, it was, it, was D, it was D in the... In the um, one-up scoring system because they do you know as you say A and all that but it was D I don't know how they worked that out so low I don't think it is so low <laughs> is, that, is, is that the lowest that you can go on it's probably the D lowest minus is, D yeah. minus has got to be the lowest but yeah. yeah you know D so there you go so there you go so don't bother buying there you that go. Yeah. Um, right I think we'll have a quick break and then we'll come back and do the quiz have you got some some break music ready Duke I have break music ready excellent Garcia and Buckner, whatever the heck that album is. The cool. Pac-Man Fever. This one's about Centipede. Oh Lovely. my god. Excellent. By the way, oh my god. What? What? Uh, what? This is so amazing. What? Never mind. Right, 52 pound THQ complete pack. Do you want to know what's in here? Go for it. Company of Heroes, which is a very good RTS uh, war game. Company of Heroes Opposing Fronts expansion pack. Company of Heroes Tales of Valor expansion pack. Frontline's Fuel of War, a game that I really liked when it came out. Full Spectrum Warrior, brilliant. Full yeah. Spectrum Warrior, Ten Hammers, even better. Juiced 2, who cares? Red <laughs> Faction, the original. Uh, Red Faction Gorilla. Red Faction 2, Stalker, Shadow of Chernobyl, Titan Quest, Titan Quest Immortal Throne, Warhammer uh, 40,000, Dawn of War 2, Warhammer 40,000, Old um, what is it? Warhammer Dark Crusade, Warhammer Gold Edition, Warhammer Soulstorm. So basically, a lot of Warhammer then. Fifty-two pounds. You save a hundred and twenty-two pounds in all. That's pretty good, I have to say. That is pretty yeah. good. Because if you used to pay on every individual, it would one hundred and seventy-five pounds, and you only pay fifty-two. That's pretty sick. And can I can I just remind people not to get the uh, THQ game that's coming soon, which is of course Metro 2033. Which I've got to say, the more I see, the better it's looking. I don't know. I think that's going to be a bit a bit of a good game going on. And also, I, also I did find out that ha- that the development team is made up from people from the Stalker team. So the Stalker Shadow Chernobyl team broke away and made up their own little development company. And there's some legal wrangling going on at the moment because there's some accusations that they stole the engine from Stalker as well to you. Whoops. Yeah. Whoop-de-doo. So, yeah, so that means it might be actually quite good, although that was quite a glitchy engine, but it was in an open-world setting, so maybe a more linear will be fine. Okay, okay. Stu, okay. Let's, let's go for a break. Break. Yes. Go. <laughs> We're ready for the break, then. Break. No. Okay, here it comes. Here comes the break. You ready? Ready.
That was fantastic, I have to say. Yeah. I really don't know what we're going to do when we run out of those. I think it's been great. Centipede, 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 you can't run away. Uh, Spider is his only friend. Oh, that's just fantastic. <laughs> Honestly, that really is funny. It's so silly. Oh, my God. I don't six know. minutes, that is. Six minutes. It's six yeah. minutes. How can you think about a centipede game for six minutes? Centipede. <laughs> That's the thing is that, I mean, I really give them props for being so creative because, you know, it was all about, like, we're going <laughs> to no, make a game. We're going to make a song out of each of these games that don't have a story, you know? It's <laughs> yeah, just brilliant. Oh, my God. Anyway, I think we need to move on from this craziness. And, yes. and you, well, you'll have to get more rapping done if we run out of these. Really. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know how many tracks yeah. I can make. Um, I like the one Murphy played on the most recent Overseas Connection about Mass yeah, Effect. Yeah, I was fine. nervous. I was like, what? And then I heard it, and I was like, yeah, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, can, I, can I just say, I almost, almost posted up the YouTube video that goes along with last week's rap on the oh, side. Post it. Don't worry. Uh, well, post yeah, it. I nearly did that, but then I thought you might not be too impressed. No, so. whatever. I mean, it's it looks kind of silly because I didn't really know how my camera works, so it, it letterboxed it, and it, it squished the parts that are me. So it's I don't know some parts of it. I should try. I should try tweaking the video, but you should make uh, a new one. Yeah, yeah. Eh, it's uh, I got so many things I got to do. You're so just, busy. You're too busy I to make a new. Busy, yes. Okay. okay. I might be able to tweak that video that exists there already. All right, here we go. Okay, are you ready for the go. quiz? Here we go. Welcome to the Gamer Raiders. I'm your host, as always. 
Scad. And tonight we have two titans clashing for the title. And in the red corner we have Stu. Well, you thought you had me in the red corner. But actually, we have me in the red corner. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, I got some questions that are tailored just for you. That was for you. That was for me. I thought maybe we had another contestant. And in the blue corner, we have Chinny. Hello, this is not Chinny. This is an old woman off the street. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got three rounds tonight. Uh, one of them is Achievement Unlocked, which we've heard before. And then another one we've got Where's Your Dome, as always. And the first one that we have is I'll Be In My Trailer. So let me explain how this works. <laughs> I... What are you laughing about? <laughs> that actually is great. I'll Be In My Trailer. I'll let me yes. go. Well, you may be able to tell what the, uh, <laughs> the idea is here. Uh, basically, we've got... Uh, sounds from video game trailers. And what I will be doing is playing the sound, and then you will try to guess what game it's from. Okay. Okay, we're going to do it like we did last time I did a quiz. Alternating odd questions are for Stu and even numbers are for Chinny. And if you don't get it right, I'm going to pass it over to your opponent. So make sure you get it right. Everybody ready? Ready. Okay. Okay, first trailer clip is for Mr. Stu. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Oh, crap. What an impressive display. A pity we could not let your father live to see it. What game is it from? Ah, what an impressive display. I've no idea. Chinny, would you like to take a guess? Assassin's Creed 2. That's correct. Chinny's on the board with one point. He's not like some from Japan. (laughs) It <laughs> sounded Japanese. Oh. Nope, you just have Yakuza on the brain. That's I know, all. I think that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. All right, next one is for Chinny. Are you ready, sir? Yep. I thought you looked familiar. I'm your biggest fan. It's the natives. Everybody hates a tourist. Um. Um. Play it again. Okay, here we go. I'm going to play it again. I thought you looked familiar. I'm your biggest fan. It's the natives. Everybody hates a tourist. I have no idea. Stu, would you like to take a guess? Is that Alan Wake? I think you guys are cheating. You're answering each other's questions. (laughs) All right, well done, Stu. Here we go. Your next one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Nuclear deterrence by means of mutually assured destruction. It was an era of transient peace backed by massive military budgets. What game is it from? Is that Killzone 2? Chinny, would you like to take a guess? Um, I'm totally not eating cake. Uh... (laughs) I can tell you're not eating cake. Uh, um... Are you you doing Big Bad Daddy (laughs) shout-out? Okay, um... Nuclear, something. No, I, I, I really don't. I have no idea. It's from Metal Gear Solid Four. Ah, uh, uh, I was on the right platform. I guess so. <laughs> All right, next one is for Chinny. You ready? Are you done with your cake? Yeah, I was just having a drink, then. Okay, go. Okay, here we go. I'm ready. They control power. You can't possibly imagine. 
power that you can't possibly imagine. Have I played this game? I don't think so. But there uh, may be this that gives it away a little bit. You may want to hear it again? Yeah, okay. Alright, listen carefully. They control power. You can't possibly imagine. They control power that you can't possibly imagine. I'm a bit torn between... I'm going to say Darksiders. <laughs> ah, Stuart, take a guess. Yakuza 3? <laughs> Listen no very, very carefully. It's not no they control idea. power. Listen carefully to the word. They control power. Yeah, it still sounds like they control power. No, it's <laughs> we control power. Uh, yeah, it doesn't help. What? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, see, I thought that was too obvious. Yeah. Well, that's from Wolfenstein. Oh. He's been German accent, and I thought yeah. that... You know, at the end of the trailer, they say, welcome to the New Reich. And I was like, okay, that would totally give it away. I can't use that. No. All right, next one is for Stu. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Do I fight the darkness I unleashed? Or be consumed by it? Is that alone in the dark? Oh. Chinny, do you want to take a guess? The darkness that I unleashed... Unleashed, the darkness are unleashed. Well, I'm, man, I'm, I'm just... The darkness. No, <laughs> that's, that's from Infamous. Ah. I thought you could hear, yeah, I think at one point you can hear the electricity part. Do I fight the darkness I unleashed? I'm gonna yeah. say I thought Alone in the Dark was a good guess though. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, yeah, you're All great. Right. You're awesome. Well done. I'm not really because I got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Alright, last one is for Chinny. Are you ready? No. Too bad, here it comes. I'm gathering specialists for a mission. It's not gonna be easy. The chances of surviving are slim. What's that now? Oh, oh, Mass Effect 2. All right. At the end of the first round, it's Chinny with two points and Stu trailing closely with one. Yeah. Are we ready? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yes. Are we ready for the next round? Yeah. Um, I see. Yeah, all right. Yeah, go for all it. Right, go you know I'm not even going to ask that. Everybody get ready for the next round. Okay, let's do it. Yes, I'm ready. here we go. It's Where's Your Dome? And this week, it is courtesy of FunTrivia.com, right. where all your trivia is fun. I don't know. Question number one is for Stu. Here we go. Okay. What is the name of the protagonist in Bioshock 1? We only see it for a second, but we do see it. Is his name A, Robert, B, Jack, C, Mikhail, or D, George? Uh, Jack. Sir, question number two for Chinny. What are the stations in Rapture which allow the upgrade of weapons called? A. Bang for your buck. B. Out with a bang. C. Shoot 'em up. Or D. Power to the people. Mm. Give me the uh, choices again. The 
Choices are A, bang for your buck, B, out with a bang, C, shoot them up, or D, power to the people. Shoot them up. Stu, would you like to take a guess? Is it bang for your buck? Also incorrect. Is it power to the people? It's power to the people. Yeah, do you know, I was going to say that. I thought, no. Oh, you didn't. So therefore, you get You should have said it first, thing. I know. I thought that was for the gene tonics, you see. No. Okay. Next pair of questions is all about Assassin's Creed. Stu, here's your question. In what year do Altair's adventures take place in Assassin's Creed 1? Is it A, 1191, B, 1392, C, 1066, or D, 1987? Oh, I think it's 1191. Well done, Stu. Chinny, your next question. What age is Ezio when you first control him in Assassin's Creed 2? Is it A, 16, B, 17, C, 94, or D, 19? Well, it's not 94. Uh, 17. Well done. All right. Now we have two questions about Bully. Stu, which of the following is not one of the factions in the game Bully? (sighs) A, Jocks. B, Bullies. C, Preps. Or D, geeks? Uh, bullies. Oh, is that really a faction? Correct. Chinny, would you like to take a guess? Read them out again. What are the... What are the uh... are a, jocks. B, bullies. C, preps. Or D, geeks. Which one is not one of the factions? Preps. The answer is geeks. There oh, is, is a nerds? faction called nerd, but there's uh, not a yes. Ah, you hey. bastard. That was a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jimmy, oh, next question. Right. In the game, what does Jimmy dress up for as Halloween? What does he dress up as for Halloween? Excuse me. A, zombie. B, ninja. C, skeleton. Or D, a teacher. Uh, I think it's a skeleton. Yes, it is. All mm. right, question Number seven is for Stu, and these two questions are about Call of Duty 4. Stu, during the flashback missions of Call of Duty 4, which character do you play as? A, Price, B, Soap, C, McTavish, or D, Newcastle? Oh, God. So long since I've played this game. Um, I'm going to go with Soap. Oh, that's I don't know this. Uh, McTavish. Is it Price? You won't know it. <laughs> is it Price? It is Price. Oh, <laughs> All right, you don't get the full sound Freaking because you had to take three guesses. Jesus. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Chinny, here's your question about Call of Duty 4. What is Hi. the name of the COD 4 epilogue mission? Is it A, Up in the Air, B, Kill Em All, C, Turbulence, or D, Mile High Club? Oh, God, that's just ridiculously easy. Um, is it the first... Oh, he's joking. More Hard Club. Ah! All right. Next two, two questions. Number nine, Stu. What is Frank West holding over his head on the cover of Dead Rising? Is it A, a microwave oven, B, a television set, C, a washing machine, or D, a guitar? Uh, D, a guitar. 
That's incorrect. Wait, what is he holding on here? Wrong, wrong, wrong. It was a TV. Oh. All right, final question in this round is for Chinny. Where does Dead Rising take place? A, the Northside Mall, B, the Poinette Shopping Plaza, C, Willamette Mall, or D, Grand Oaks Shopping Center? I know it's... Uh, I know the state, I think. I'm not asking for the state, I'm asking Damn for it. the name uh, Cora get nothing for it. It's in Colorado. It's oh. I don't care about what well, state it's in. Damn. A, B, C, or D. It's C. You really stalled? Did you not know it? He was <laughs> Jesse. Was he was bloody okay. Willamop Mall. It was bloody Jesse, and he was. Uh, he was just teasing. I don't I was know. No, no. I, I played it for, were you really guessing? Yeah. <laughs> God almighty. Oh, wow. It was in Colorado. I didn't know the day. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. Well, see, that's the thing. You're crying wolf. We don't know if you really know or not. So. Yeah. All yeah. right. Here we go. Last round. And uh, I should say at the end of that round, it's... Uh, yeah, whatever. Just move on. and steward three. Yeah. But anything's possible. You might steal all of his answers. Uh, here we go. This round is called... Achievement Unlocked, Booyah. and how this works, uh, I'm going to give you the name of an achievement, and if you can get it by the name of the achievement alone, you'll get two points. If uh, you can't, then I will give you the name of the uh, the description of the achievement. If you get it then, you'll get one point. All right, uh, so yeah, no stealing possible. Here we go. Number one is for Stu. Your first achievement is called Merciless. Merciless is not from, let me have a think about this, Merciless. Bayonetta. Oh, it is not, but here's the description. Make 20 enemies scream as they fall or are set on fire. As they fall or are set on fire? Make them scream. Hell's teeth, man. Um, Bioshock? I'm afraid that's incorrect. It's actually for Mass Effect 2. Really? Yep, you have that achievement. Really? I didn't even know. Well, I must have known I had it, but not realized what it was for. So there you go. I don't know. There you All go. Right, Kenny, here we go. Your first one is called Pack Rat. Pack Rat, as in Pac-Man. Pack Rat. Uh, I don't know. Uh, give me the description. Okay, the description is acquire 30,000 tech points. Tech points. Yes. I have no idea. That's from Dark Void. Really? The game you played. You got that achievement. Maybe you were playing it too fast. I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't know. You got it. You didn't get it. <laughs> Stu. Okay. What? <laughs> Stu, your next achievement is called... Exploding heads. Exploding heads. Ah, I think I know this, but I can't think what it is. You know when you sort of recognise it. Oh, damn it! Exploding heads. Exploding heads. Um, is that from? No, it wouldn't be from that. Um, condemned to. Nope. But here's the description: pull off twenty headshots. 
Yeah, that doesn't help. That so helps a lot, I know. Yeah, something. I'll we'll say I'd another game you think it might be. Yeah, I knew it was something to do with sort of sniping. Um, and I'm not really that great at sniping. I know, I know. Is it Borderlands? <clears throat> oh, not me. No, it's not. It's actually Resident Evil Five. Ah, uh, I didn't realize there was sniping, but there you go. There you go. All right, Chinny, your next one is called 1.21 gigawatts. Uh, I've had this recently. This is recent. Okay. Recent. Recent achievement. Gigawatts. Back to future reference. Elect. Borderlands. Borderlands. The description is kill 25 enemies with shock weapons. Yeah. All right, Stu, here we go. Your last one is Gone Shooting. Gone Shooting. That's right. Yeah, I have no idea. Give me the description. The description is, you completed one of Fiona's challenges. One of Fiona's challenges? Correct. (gasps) I'm trying to think of a game with someone called Fiona in it. Well, I'll give you a hint. Want a hint? Go on, give me a hint. I need a hint. Here's the hint. I played the first one so much that that name instantly clicked for me, and I was like, yes! But it's from the sequel. Um, I know, I know, I know. Um, Is it... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Jenny. I don't get any points for this, but no. it's uh, Mercenaries, right? Two. <laughs> no points, but... I well would done. never have gotten that. Yeah, I just love that. I played that. It's the same person sort of talking in your headset in the second one as in the first one. So I, I played that for about two hours with Chini, and that yeah, was well, it. That's all I played it. Yeah, I, I, there weren't many achievements there, but uh, anyway. But they came thick and fast, to be fair. They, was, they were quite easy yeah. to get the achievements in that game. Yeah, sure. Anyway. All right, here's your last one, Chini. You ready? Your last nope. achievement is called Head Over Heels. Um... Uh, <laughs> no game called that. Head over heels. So what about being in love? Here's the uh, description. Complete a chapter of the game without ending up in a heavy landing. Heavy landing. That. Uh, that's Mirror's Edge. Well done. All right. At the end of the quiz, it is uh, Stu with three points. Well done, sir. And uh, Shinny with ten points. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've had a terrible night tonight. That was awful. No, anyway, anyway, actually, on that note, I think we need a challenger for Shinny, don't we, really? We do, yeah. yeah, I think we do. So if there's no anybody, out yeah, there knows their trivia more than yeah. But what do we give them? What's on the line here? I don't know. What do we give them? They can beat Chini. A free T-shirt. A you free got T-shirt. Better gamer T-shirts. I'll there you spring go. for that. I'll put there that up. There you yeah. go. How about that? Get it? I'll get you a free veteran gamers T-shirt. If not, I'll buy Chini one. I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> beat Chini. Um, yeah. So yeah, where, where would they send that to if they wanted to ask to do that? Well, they'll send it where they send all the emails about the podcast. And where would that be then? <laughs> uh, Peter Molyneux at Fable3.com. <laughs> no, it's at 
podcast at veterangamers.co.uk. So there you, don't you have go. You to be talking about the quiz if you want. You can send emails about anything. Yeah. If you want to chat. Think, well, yeah. Tell us what's Whatever. up. What's Whatever. up? Indeed. Whatever. Just like somebody else did that I'd like to mention, actually, called William Wagner. Oh, William yeah. Wagner. Does anyone know who this is, by the way, William Wagner? Bill Sounds William. like a fake name. Bill Wagner. Do you know anyone? I know William Shatner. No. It's, <laughs> it's Thooper. Off the old oh, snap. Yeah, there you go. I never knew his real name. <laughs> William Wagner. And he sent us a quick email. He said, uh, I saw this awful... So he was actually telling us about an awful game. Okay. I saw this awful looking game coming out on the 23rd of Feb called Deadly Premonition. Anyone heard of this? Nope. Nope. Oh, I've heard of it. In I America to... only. In America only, I'm afraid. Yeah, I had to... On the games coming in February, um, it's on the list. Uh, yeah, they... Deadly Premonition. You play... An FBI agent who's kind of lost the will to live. It looks like heavy rain, but absolutely shit. <laughs> it does. Well, he's, <laughs> he goes on to say, both trailers I saw had a piece of footage that will make you think of Alan Wake, and one of them has music that is Wake-esque. Um, yeah. And it's $20. It's, it's $20. It's a budget game. No one's ever heard of the game. Um, I, I've, I've got a theory. If you haven't heard of a game, and it's coming out in the next week... It's going to be shit. And yeah. he goes on to say, uh, there's some indication of how awful this looks. It makes Vampire Rain look like Resident Evil 5. <laughs> and uh, he said, I did, a, <laughs> I did a search on Amazon.com. If it's not there, uh, you might not be able to see it because it's not American. Well, I did see it, unfortunately. Mm. And yeah, it doesn't look great. It looks like a really old PS2 game. Yeah, it does. Uh, but, but I did go to the site just to have a look at the developer's blog. And uh, yeah, he was he was banging on about how much fun it's going to be on his little blog, bless him. Um, but he, he did uh, Metal Slug Seven or something, two D. Yeah, that, that's I'd that's know. fairly well respected, but you know. Yeah, and they did Blue Dragon, some Blue Dragon spin-off as well, which was a bit weird. Oh, the the, the uh, DS game, I think, didn't they? Yeah, that was two D as well. That was two D. So there you go. So they've done a few. Bits and bobs. They've done a yep. few bits and bobs, but yep. this is their first third-person action-adventure game. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So if you want to support them, it's twenty dollars. So just just see it as giving to charity. No. <laughs> just see it as giving to charity. If you want to support bad <laughs> games, that's just a terrible idea. Look, it might be good. Did you did you see that? There's some weird women that bend over backwards and stick the fist in your mouth. Did you see that? What? Yeah, does, yeah, seriously, yeah. There's uh, the there's a bit on the trailer. Yeah, basically the way they attack you, they sort of they look. Did you ever see the the cut bit from The Exorcist where she does a spider walk? Yeah. Well, they look a little bit like that. They sort of bent over backwards, and then when they get near enough to you, they stick the fist in your mouth and try to pull out your esophagus. So there you go. Oh my goodness. Uh, esophagus even. It's game, uh, it's game for the family. Game yeah. Family. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Um, right. I think we need to do some uh, shout on that. Yeah. Note. And then we should get the hell out of here. We should get the hell out of here. So we'll do some quick shout outs. So we'll uh, come to you, to you first, Duke. There you go. Oh yeah. Uh, I'd like to thank Rogue Amoeba Software because they're the ones who uh, hooked me up with this uh, program called Line In, which has allowed me to finally put the freaking sound effects through the. Uh, computer itself so i don't have to blast them next to a speaker and hold it up to my microphone so now it's a lot easier for me to do cool sound effects like this one. Oh, come on let's get down come on everybody check me out i'm dancing all right that's it thank you and to you guys for having a great show and posting cool stuff on the site and everybody who comes by veterangamers.co.uk and everybody who hears my voice right now 
We love you. Oh, that was lovely. That was absolutely lovely. And and over to you, Chini. I'm gonna um I'm gonna shout out um um you know yeah I'm gonna shout out the people who made Chime. That's what I'm gonna do because despite what you two think, uh, I I like that game. Uh, Zoe Mode, the people who made that game, I like it. <laughs> It's no. uh, it's it's 400 Microsoft points. It's uh, the only complaint I have is, is even for the price, it's still very short. But I thought it was very cool, and they give they're a non-profit developer, and they give it to charity. And stuff. That's cool. So, but so shut up. Um, no, the game's fine. Shut up. It's not. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I wonder, we've got a new another iTunes review. We're doing well. One a week at the moment. We're getting. So yeah, another iTunes review. Good so yeah, one. keep them coming, keep them coming. Um, but I'm not just sure he's writing what he says. So. Yeah. But he's a five star, and he says I'm as normal as they are. Well, I don't think we're very normal anyway, are we? Are we normal? Right. Are we normal? That's his point, man. We are freakish. So <laughs> I don't know whether that's a good thing or not. But he says at 41 and an online FPS addict since Quake, I relate well to these guys, entertaining and informative, with a few giggles. Uh, keep it up and thank you. And obviously he wants to give out his Xbox gamer tag, so I'll do that seeing as he's put it on the review. And if you want to send him a friend request or send him just random messages about pork sausages or something, yeah, which is always quite amusing. That's yeah, funny. just say, just send him a message saying, I like pork sausages. There you yeah. go. How about that? And his Xbox gamer tag is Bongo the Sane. So that's Bongo the Sane. So that's... Uh, Bongo is in drum, the and sane on the end. So I think this go. bloke's got uh, normal sane issues because he's saying how normal he is, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah. gamma tags about yeah. being sane. I think oh, he's. Dude, Ralph Otto Emerson said, "The more he spoke of his honor, the faster I started counting my spoons." Mm. So there you go. There you go. So there you go. And I think, and I, and I really do think that's about it for this week. Yeah. Uh, go check out the Velocity Gamers, yeah. all the cool yeah. podcasts and websites. And before we go, we mustn't forget to thank Johannes Huber for yeah, coming on the show and yeah, doing an interview you, with us. Uh, and I hope everybody enjoyed that. So there you go. So on that note, I think we need to get the hell out of here. So uh, yeah, ta-ta. Ta-da. Goodbye, everyone. Why don't you... Why?